right. Well, mm-hmm. <laughs> welcome to the Last Rings podcast. I'm your host, Will Hitchens. My guest today is a personal trainer with a particular morning routine of hyping himself up before he gets into the cold shower with an exfoliating black coffee scrub. This is Darcy Cogdale. Everybody. Hey, going, bro. Yeah, <laughs> routine's key, bro. How did that come about? Just So, bro, the coffee in the face, everyone asks me this as a question. I get everyone, bro. So every day in jail when I woke up, mm. well, I didn't have a kettle and shit in my cell. Mm. So we just had the – I just filled up my coffees in the shower in the morning. So I made my black coffee up. When I had my cold shower every morning, I'd fill my coffee up in that thing and then I'd be drinking my coffee in the cold shower in the morning. And yeah. I did that every morning. Mm. So that was like how I woke up. Yeah. And like that's I did that every day when I was in there. Did that, started journaling, started writing down my goals, started writing down what I'm going to do when I'm going to get out, how I'm mm. going to make my mum proud, how I'm going to make my family proud. Just started doing that bro, every day. Started meditating in my, in my cell, everything I like. Did that every morning. And then mm. I just continued doing it when I was out. Like I got out and I just... I was just in the shower one day. I'm like, hey, I just drank a coffee in the in the shower one morning and then fucking filmed it and had a cold shower. I'm like, fuck this. And this me, I'm a, I'm a spastic, bro. So I just chucked <laughs> it on my face. I'm like, let's fucking go. And then, um, bro, this had traction. This yeah. traction. People were like, what the fuck? And I'm like, this is going to separate me from the rest because I know that I'm not I'm not average, bro. Mm. I'm, a bit, I'm special as fuck. But, like, <laughs> I wanted to stand out from other people. I want to show people, like, my enthusiasm and why, how – happy I fucking am how good life is and it's mm. fucking and that just hits the nail on the head I reckon yeah. I just kept doing that and then bro heaps of messages came through and I just kept doing it bro <laughs> and then I did that one I did it with a glass coffee mug to start <laughs> snap all my bottom yeah, teeth yeah, yeah, bro I yeah, like, did it smash a cup on my face like 1500 bucks yeah. had to get all new teeth on the bottom and then in the next day I put the headgear on and I'm like fuck yeah let's go and then I was like this is on and now and then now I do it with a plastic cup and it's fucking sweet. I'm safe as houses. But, bro, it's just routine. I'm just yeah. showing everyone I never break it. I do that Monday to Sunday. I did it on Christmas Day, my birthday. Fucking I'm on holiday here on the coast on the weekend. I'm throwing coffee in my face in the mm. fucking – in my apartment that I'm in, bro. Coffee everywhere. <laughs> like, bro, I'll make sure – every time I get to an apartment, I'm like, make sure you've got coffee pods. You know yeah. what I mean? So I've got enough coffee for tomorrow. Yeah. Like, <laughs> but, yeah, that, that's that's my whole routine. That's how it started. It's jail and it's – because that routine I had in jail, that's the routine that I've kept now. And that's mm-hmm. when I, the day I went to jail, the day I changed. Yeah, the day yeah. I said, this is enough, this is what I'm going to do. And and then I just kept doing it because I knew every day when I was in there, like with my routine, wake up, I ate at the same time every, every day, trained mm. at the same time every day, had my coffee on the face, same time every day. Like, mm. And every day got better. It got me through all shit that was on the outside. Like mum was going through cancer and shit like that. And I was in there and I couldn't be there for her. I had mates' funerals that I missed, everything like that, you know? And that would do your head in. Like, mm. normal, normally, that would fucking, you wouldn't lose, you would lose sleep. And I, and I was thinking about it every night, like, all the shit I've done in my past and shit's just going to be, I'm stuck in jail, I'm going to miss my mum's funeral. Mm. You know what I mean? And that was dwelling on me and it fucking ate me up. But the only way I slept and the only way I got to bed was by waking up, training myself in the ground, sticking to my routine, doing that. And every day got better and better. And mm. I was the happiest I was ever was mm. when I was locked up in jail, bro. Yeah. And then that's so, yeah, that's how I kept my routine. That's mm. why I never stopped, bro. I'll be doing my routine till I fucking die. Yeah, fucking yeah. Tens of thousands of dollars worth of coffee on my fucking face, bro. <laughs> I don't give a fuck. Yeah, I think, well, the way I was introduced to you was, I think, a mutual friend of ours in the gym, Nicola, who listens to this. And then she's, oh, well, I mentioned, she's like, she mentioned you to me. And then I, 
I think you might have messaged me and then I came and looked at your profile and the first thing I would have seen was you throwing coffee and it says like, I think I like, I like this guy. <laughs> I like <laughs> He's this got guy. something about him, yeah. <laughs> I like this yeah. guy already. And especially, yeah, seeing the one where, yeah, you've hit the glass cup oh, in, in your mouth. Shattered your teeth. You're like, oh shit. Yeah. And then the next video, you've got the headgear on. And yeah. You're like, oh, we're back at it again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, she showed me your page and I've seen what you're doing and I've seen how you're working with people, with addiction, yourself with alcoholism. All that shit, and that shit's what I'm trying to fucking do. So that's mm. why I reached. That's why I messaged you. So I'm fucking good on you because yeah, I support yeah. anyone that's trying to do it. You know, yeah. that's what I'm not just doing this to fucking prep me up and make fucking money, bro. I'm doing mm. this to save help lives, and if I yeah. can support other people that are doing that same thing, bro, done. Yeah, I'm here to support so you on your journey yeah, and thanks, purpose bro. as well for sure. Sweet. So I guess this episode would be a bit of like a Tarantino film, as we've already sort of got stuck into sort of you're in jail at one point. So yeah, yeah, we can so go back before that. What was Darcy like? Yeah, in the begin- in the early days of you know your journey, what was what was Darcy Cogdale like? Well, I was just a kid. I come from a good family, bro. Like I'm not from a broken home. I have a loving mother and father. Like come from a good family, but bro, I was like like so it all stemmed back to when I was in primary school, bro. I was overweight. I was a bigger kid. You know mm. what I mean? I wasn't the most confident kid, everything like that. So I was picked on in primary school and stuff like that, and that was just uh, sort of affected my confidence and. Mm. So from a young age, bro, and like one memory I have when I was in primary school that still to this day I think affected me a lot was like I was set up to have my first kiss with this girl, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? And we went down the back oval after school and that and, all, and I went down there to meet her. And then there was just a group of kids there that laughed at me and threw shit at me and was mm-hmm. said, fucking like this, yeah, and I just went home crying. And that's, uh, that's, that's a big moment when I was real young that really... I remember the most. All the mm. other shit was like eating lunch by myself at school and fucking just, yeah, just not being... And from the young age, and I didn't like swimming carnivals. I don't know. I didn't want to take my shirt off in front mm. of everyone. Hated sports carnivals. The only thing I was good at was like shot put. Mm. Like, fuck, bro. Every running race, I'll be last and then I'll just mm. feel like shit. So from a young age, bro, school was made me feel like shit. Mm. School was this. I hated school. I just mm. fucking did not want to be there because it was just. And then I'd go home in the afternoons, and the only thing I'd do is just eat donuts and food at home. Like mm. that's how I'd. So I was numbing myself with. I think food's a drug in itself. I think shit mm. food, being a beast, and everything's just as bad as fucking meth. Yeah, yeah. Okay, but that's where I started. So I was just numbing myself from young with food, and then I got overweight, and then. That was all through school, so I just hated school. So when I was set up to go into high school, bro, I fucking always set up to hate it. Mm. You know what I mean? Like, I'm, there was no – going to high school was not about getting good grades and getting a fucking job. I just didn't want to be there from the start. I went there by myself. I was alone. Overweight, had braces at that point. Like, fucking hit the nail on the head. Mm. Like, went in there and everyone had their own little groups that they were in primary school with. I didn't have that. Mm. You know, so I was just by myself and I wasn't fitting in with fucking the footy boys and I wasn't going to hang out with the hot, like the hot chicks. I couldn't even talk to a chick, bro. Mm. Wasn't confident. Wasn't applying for like Wavell High where I went to as a football excellent school. Mm-hmm. Like it's sport, sport, sport. Yeah, yeah. And bro, I'm not playing fucking sport, bro. Yeah, yeah. Can't even run. Like mm. I'm just... And from that, so I was just too nervous. Like I could have probably gave my all to playing sport and probably went somewhere with it. But bro, mm. at that point, I was too embarrassed, too ashamed. I didn't want to do that. I was eating lunch by myself at school, and mm. so I didn't fit in. So the kids I did fit in with, bro, the ones that I bonded with the most were the ones that were going down for durries. Were the ones mm. that were up to no good. The ones that didn't give a fuck because they mm. didn't judge me, bro. Yeah. See the football boys. Oh, you fat little fucker. You know mm. what I mean. Like, just, yeah, comments and like that. Like, you know, I'm in tuck shop line. They're like, oh, you really need that? You know what mm. I mean? Like, and I was just put my head down and like, I was like, fuck. And then 
So I got mates with a few kids there, but they were up to no good, bro. Like they were smoking, and we were going down the back oval, like smoking those. At the start, I was like a bit nervous and stuff like that. But then in the back of my head, I'm like, I don't give a fuck. Mm. I want to fit in. Yeah, I want to yeah. have friends. And if this is a circle that all I got to go down to is just go leave school and go for a day with them, fuck mm. done. Let's sign up. Let's be mates. Yeah, yeah. And then, bro, it was fun. Like we had laughs, and I haven't laughed with a mate for fucking my life. Mm. You know what I mean? So by the time I was in high school and stuff like that I was hanging out with the wrong sort of kids and then we are going down from Durry's the back oval like I'd start buying smokes and that was us and then I'd start getting a name for myself like I was the bad kid in school because mm. then I'd start going out for Durry's and then by a blink of an eye you go like weekends and meet up with these mates and you're drinking on the weekends you know mm. you get your first carton of piss you know mm. or your first bottle of alcohol and then you drink and you're having fun and I'm in part of an, an environment with people I didn't give a fuck what we were doing mm. I was having fun yeah, I was with yeah. friends I didn't have friends like mm. that you know, so I started off fitting in with these people and it wasn't hard. Like all mm. I do was drink, piss, smoke weed, smoke. And then that's when like I started drinking. Then obviously weed comes into it. Yeah, yeah. You know, you start to have a joint, you're sitting there stoned and then you fucking, but then that's like, I'll, then we'll just start getting stoned before school. Mm. You know, I'd leave home early, walk to school, get stoned. And then those same type of friend groups and shit, we just kept hanging out with each other and we're just like, fuck school, bro. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah, I was like, fuck, I don't want to be here. So mm. I started wagging heaps. I was never mm. there. And I was getting suspended heaps and not being there, putting mum and dad through shit while I was going through school. But I didn't care, bro, because I didn't, like, I, I care about my family. I love them. But at that point, mm. I didn't give a fuck about yeah, them. Yeah, yeah. Because I wanted friends. Mm -hmm. So I'll do what I care. I don't want to be at school. I don't need mm. to go to school. But I've never loved school. So if I didn't have to be there, I'd mm. realize no one's forcing me to be at school. I don't have to listen to anyone. Mm. I can do whatever the fuck I want when I want. Yeah, yeah. And then, so, yeah, started hanging around those kids, started smoking weed, getting stoned all the time, going to school stoned as fuck. And then I was known as that kid that always gets stoned. And mm. everyone was like, oh, there's a, he's fucking a bad kid. But the thing is, I was getting noticed by the people. Yeah. And I, like, I loved it. Mm. I loved having attention from other people. Like, yeah. fucking, and things that people wouldn't do. They're like, oh, he's bad. I wouldn't like him. I'm like, yeah, you wouldn't do it. You're a pussy. You know mm. what I mean? And then... At that point, I started rebelling and I was just fucking, I didn't care. And then I was just like, fuck. And I was hanging around with bad like kids. And then I got introduced to other kids through their circles. And and then it was just like, got introduced to mates, older brothers. And these are like lads, like Eshes, you know what I mean? Like older. <laughs> okay. And they were my idols, bro. Yeah, yeah. I loved it. I mm. loved the whole scene. Like Nordic Polos, TNs. Like, mm. I remember buying my first Nordic Polo. Like, you don't buy clothes, you steal it. But I went and bought mine. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm like, I want this, you know? And then I wanted to fit in. I was nervous when I first went around to this house drinking. I had my Nordica and shit because I never used to wore that shit. Mm. And I'll go around there, I have my first pair of Nike shocks, you know, and I just walk yeah. around there and I was, I was, I was, they didn't judge me. Mm. I was just a part of them again. And I'm like, fuck, yeah, sick. And then I was still going to school here and there and then I was going to school and then the people who were like saying like snide comments and shit and stuff like that, like I was like, fuck these, I don't need to cop this because mm. I did martial arts when I was younger and shit like that. So I knew how to fight and that. So I just never had the confidence to fight. Mm -hmm. So then I'll start. I just fuck when someone said something, bro. I just punched him in the face, bro. Mm. I just didn't give a fuck, and yeah. it, it worked. Yeah, and yeah. then I started realizing what I can do with my hands. I'm like, fuck. And the guys and kids I was hanging around were like, that was the whole scene. You hang out at bus stops. You go and get fights. Anyone looks at you up and you're like, what are you looking at? Let's fucking go. And mm. then you start started stealing, started and then drinking. And then I got into graffiti. You know, graffiti. <laughs> yeah. and that was fucking fun. Like, <laughs> not endorsing it, but. I fit in and graffitiing is just another simple thing that I could do that I could make a name for myself. Like mm. if I get my tag up, people notice my tag and know who mm. I am linked to that tag. Yeah. When I first ta started tag when I was like 13, bro, my first tag was DRC. Yeah. <laughs> Darcy. I ripped my name everywhere. Yeah, yeah. 
And then my second tag, because I thought people would know who it was, was Cogs. My last name's Cogdale. Yeah, yeah. My mum and dad are like, are you fucking serious? <laughs> Our name is all over the suburb. I just did like people's garage doors, yeah, yeah. like fucking everywhere. And it was just <laughs> around my house. Yeah. Like it was the streets around the house leading towards my house. Everyone, mum and dad are just like, you were writing the family and everyone. I'm like, I'm not fucking doing that. They find spray cans in my room. Yeah, they yeah. find fucking tags in my mm. books. They're like, this is fucking you. And I got pinched for it real young. I got done for graffitiing real young and fucking had to go to fucking youth justice meetings, sit there with all the people that tag on their fences and they're all mm. standing there like, fuck you, you little prick. And I'm just like, fuck you yeah, guys. Yeah. You know what I mean? Didn't care. Mm. But then that's where I sort of led down that track of um, graffitiing and drinking all the time and going. And then by that stage, bro, I've been suspended by school. I got suspended mm. from Wavell, I think, 10 times. Yeah. Inner school suspensions, fucking one day, two day, three days, 10 days, 20 day suspensions. Mm. Like, I was meant to go. The program that I'm doing where I'm talking to these young kids, that stick mm. program, I went to that. Well, I was meant to go to that. Yeah, yeah. But I wagged it. I didn't okay. go. So, and then I, by a blink of an eye, you know, I'm fighting in school the time, stone all time, get fucking tagging and stuff, not never being there. So I ended up getting expelled from Wavell High. Mm-hmm. No, that was a check on the book. Mum and dad were pretty, I don't even remember how they upset they were, to be honest, because I wasn't really focused on them at the time. I was worried about fitting in and making friends and making a name for myself. Yeah. You know, so... So then I kept this doing my thing. I didn't give a fuck and started partying in mates' houses. I was never home. Like on weekends, I wouldn't be home from Friday mm. to Sunday. I'll come home on Sunday. Like I'll just be on my weekends out drinking all weekend and shit with mm. the with my mates and out graffitiing and stealing and then shit like that. And then by the time I would have been about, oh bro, like early 14, mm-hmm. somewhere like that, I started with drinking one night at a mate's, at a mate's house. And there's all the older boys I look up to. They're all jailbirds, bro. Just, bro. My role models were crackheads, junkies, and jailbirds, bro. Mm. That's what I looked up to because that's yeah. the scene I was in. Mm. You know, that's what I wanted to be. Man, yeah. I wanted to be from a broken home. Mm. You know, I envied these kids that could do whatever the fuck they want without their parents harassing me. Bro, I had my mum rocking up at mates' houses and shit looking for me when I never was home. Mm. And I'm like, fuck, and I was hiding cupboards and shit. And I had cops looking for me hiding cupboards and shit. Like, mm. And fucking mum found me at shopping centres off my face and was like, dragged me in the car, come home. And I'm like, fucking leave me alone. And mm. You know what I mean? But yeah, but anyway, I was drinking at a mate's drink up and there was all the boys there, all the older brothers and all their mates. And we were just like, they were the ones we all looked up to. We mm. were the young'uns. We were the you know, little ones looking up to these guys. Yeah, yeah. And then we were drinking that and then they'd always come out this fucking, like we were drunk, fucked up, but they'd always come out like cooked. <laughs> like this, like this. I'm like, why aren't they all drunk? Yeah, you know, like that's what we all do. And then they're like, one of the older brothers pulled me in the room because I got along with everyone, bro. I get along with everyone. Like mm. in that scene, like I could chat, I could talk to everyone, like I could relate. I'm like, fuck yeah, like I was down mm. for anything. Like, yeah. bro, breaking enters, stealing from like breaking into um bottleos in the middle of the night, going through levers and shit to go mm. bottle runs, and then fucking sprint off, robbing like. Robbed that fucking, what is it? The fucking Shaw Sports fucking football club. Broke the mm. window in there, jumped in there, stole all the Bundy Rams fucking crews. But it was with those older boys. Like, yeah. I didn't give a fuck. And I'm, mm. bro, this is me at 14. Yeah, wow. <laughs> like, I'm doing this when I'm 14 yeah. years old, not giving a fuck, bro. I thought I was fucking 50. Like, yeah, I thought yeah. I was old. I was like, yeah, hanging But I was hanging around. These older boys like 28, 30, bro. Mm. 25 to 30 years old. And I was just their little apprentice. Mm. You know, but this was like, that was a scene I was in. That was mm. how young I was. And then yeah. and as I was saying in that party, old brother pulled me in the room and he's like, here, have some of this. Mm. And he got out a little baggie and that. And bro, back then before ice was around, speed was around. Yeah. Speed, like old school gack speed. Like it was just like, 
yeah, it was blows your fucking head off. That's what I yeah. started on, bro. It was old school speed, and I'd, he'd just like lick this, and he got some on his finger, and I put some in a note, mm-hmm. and then put on my tongue, and I was like, oh, what the fuck's that cunt? And he's mm-hmm. like, just fucking have it. And I'm like, all right, right. And then, bro, 10 or 20 minutes later, I was drunk as fuck. Mm. 20 minutes later, I'm fucking cooked, bro. I'm like, holy shit. Like, heart's grace and I'm feeling amazing. I'm having big DMs and we're like talking about life and yeah. shit. <laughs> we were in this room. Me and the older brother were locked in this room for like 12 hours, bro, just talking to each other about life, bro, off mm. our head. Sunrises coming up. We're like, what the fuck, bro? And he's just like, but so yeah, that was my first experience with speed. Yeah. And that was at like 13, 14, bro. Like mm. year fucking eight, year, end of year eight, year nine, bro. So, and at the, that point, like I was just like, and that's, I was like, fuck, this is mad. You yeah, know, yeah. that was, and that's what I wanted every weekend. Then when I met mm. up with them, yeah. You know, like then I'll be getting, put, getting together a hundred bucks to get a point of gear. Mm-hmm. It's a hundred bucks to buy your point of speed. And then we'll just eat it. And then we'll be away all weekend, fucking drawing, going out graffitiing. Yeah, yeah. Just yeah. fucking wired, bro. Yeah. Feeling amazing. Like, <laughs> But that's how I felt, and I just loved it. And I had great connections, and I felt this made me closer to those older boys. Yeah, yeah. You know, like this made me fit in more. Mm. If I did this with them, you know, would have those talks in the room, and I'm like, mm. yeah, you're my little brother. They took me under the wing. Mm. And I'm like, fuck, yeah, like I'm a part of the older boys now. Yeah. All my other younger mates didn't have respect from the old guys like I did. Yeah, yeah. So I fit in even more. Mm. And I'm like, yeah, cunt, this is sick. I'm like, mm. fucking, this is – and then I, I was constantly getting on that. And then – so then that was so Wavell was finished. Then I went to Cragsley High School, mm-hmm. and then that was the second high school I went to. I was there for I think two days, <laughs> expelled. I got in a fight, and I was caught smoking cones down the back oval. I didn't give a fuck. Like I was there, I went to one uh, class. I'm like, fuck this. I'm like, you want to come down and smoke over? I got some cones. Like, yeah, mm-hmm. sweet, come. So wag that one, bang. Then the next school I went to was Kedron. Mm-hmm. So the third school high school I went to, I was there fucking two hours, bro. Mm-hmm. Wagged in, sat down with the principal. Like, this is your last shot. We've heard your reputation on those girls. We're going to give you a chance here. Went in there with my mom. I'm like, yep, no worries, sweet, whatever. Boom, as soon as they're done speaking to me, bro, I didn't even go to my first class. Mm. Like, went down, just walked straight to the back oval, made a little billy, and just fucking started smoking cones down the back oval. Mm. And then just didn't even go back to school that day. Yeah. Went back home, and mum's like, how was your first day? And I'm like, oh, yeah, it was all right. She's like, you didn't even fucking go. Yeah. And I'm like, she didn't swear. She never swore. But um, mm. she's like, you didn't even go. And I'm like, what do you mean? She's like, the school just rang me. You didn't go to any of your classes. You're expelled again. I'm like, Oh, fuck. Um, mm. Yeah. But like, whatever. Like, now I'm free. Sweet. I don't have mm. to go to school. And then uh, whatever they went on. And then I'm like, fuck, I don't need this. Like, mm. I don't need this. Like, uh, see how I went. I didn't want to be at school. Like, I escaped school because I didn't have to be there. Yeah. I thought the exact same about home. Yeah. I was yeah. like, I don't have to be at home listening to you. Mm. You know what I mean? You can't control me. I control me. Mm. You know? So I was rebelling against my family. They just yeah. wanted their son, bro. Yeah, yeah. But I was too caught up in wanting to be a part of part mm. of, in the scene. I wanted, yeah, I wanted yeah. to make friends. My, making friends. I didn't have friends my whole life. I didn't fit in my whole life. I wanted to make friends. I wanted to be a part of something, and I was. Mm. So my time and energy... As an addict, bro, you're hyper-focused on something and you're mm. fucking the best at it. Yeah. So when I was hyper-focused on getting on drugs and shit like that, I was the best. I was always mm. high. When I hyper-focused on stealing, I was hyper-focused on graffiting, bro. My tag was fucking everywhere. I mm. wasn't the best, but bro, we left, right, center, I was everywhere. Yeah, I'd tag in the middle of the day when <laughs> cars are going past. I'm there with a pen going, fuck everyone. Like, I didn't care because <laughs> I was making a name for myself. Yeah. And then, yeah, so then I've actually left home. I packed a bag, ran away from home when I was 15. So 15. So we're only at 15 now. 15, bro. 15, I ran away from home. I was I ran away from home for two years. Yeah. So my parents didn't see me for two years when I was 15. Mm. They didn't know if I was dead or alive. Like I was on the run and fucking – then I was just couch surfing, bro, from mates mm. to mates. All the people I met, I met hundreds of lads, hundreds of people, and they all respected me. I mates to everyone. So I always had a place to stay. Yeah. 
But, bro, these places were cracker dens. Yeah. These are like, their mum and dads are like getting on it with them and mm. shit. Like, I'd live on their couch and then they'll take me in, like, as their new little son or whatever. Because mm. I had gear all the time, too. Like, I'll give them, I'd like shout them if yeah. I like, I stay here the night. And I'm more, if I give them some, you know, I'm, I can sleep here. Yeah, yeah. So that's how I, and then I was couch surfing everywhere. And to support my habit, I started stealing, bro. Like, mm-hmm. I started stealing. Like, I didn't have a job and that, so I started stealing clothes and shit, like Nordica polos mm-hmm. and, like, Tommy Hilfiger, all that <laughs> shit. All that shit. But it adds up. Like, some of those shirts, like, two, three, uh, like, 100, 200 bucks each. Mm. I'll go into fucking, like, I did not give a fuck. I went into, like, Myers or David Jones with, like, a duffel bag. Mm-hmm. Went in there, I put the duffel bag underneath, like, a rack of clothes, unzip it. And then I'd walk around the shop for about 15, oh, 20, 30 minutes and I'd be taking beepers off clothes. You know how they've got mm-hmm. the little pat beepers yeah, yeah. on them and shit? Mm-hmm. Just, I could just slap it, slide them off and boom. Then I'd roll the shirt up, put it in my pants and I'd go put it in the duffel bag. Mm. And I'd just make my way around the whole shop. I'll get like 30, <laughs> 40 shirts, bro. Oh, wow. So I'm talking like a couple of thousand dollars worth of shirts mm. in a bag. And then boom, when that bag's full, I just zip the bag up and just grab it, walk out the door, mm. hope the beeper doesn't go off. <laughs> nine times out of 10, there's these little sticky beepers that you don't miss, not the big chunky ones yeah, anyway. Yeah. But like you walk out and you'll try to swing the bag over the beepers. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes I did that a few times, but other times you walk out thinking all the beepers are done and it's like, doo, 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 doo. I'm like, fuck. And then it's just, I'm running on top roof car parks, running through Chermside car park, mm. down the fuck, through the fucking, like Kedron, uh, through the kids space car, like mm. park and through like bushland <laughs> and shit to get away, like full little crim. Yeah. See cop cars circling around. I just keep running, jumping through yards and shit. Mm. I don't give a fuck. This was in like midday, bro. This is yeah, like yeah. midday. I'm like, can't. I look back at some of the shit I've done. I'm like, fight the fuck. Mm. But that's what I mean. And then I'll take that bag of clothes straight to my dealer's house, bro. Mm. And I'll go there, bang. There's fucking three grand's worth of clothes. Give me a hundred dollar point of gear. Mm. Let's go. Boom. They'll give me that. If they give me a bit more, just I'll be like, yeah, fuck yeah. Mm. You know. And then I'll just sell. And then that's how I got on. That's how I fucking had gear all the time. And I'd yeah. steal all the time. I'd steal meat from Woolies. I'd go in there, mm. steal the eye steaks, all the expensive meats, take yeah, them. Yeah. You know, whatever I could get my hands on, I'd mm. steal. Same with graffitiing. Like I never paid for paint. I'd go on a super cheap auto. I'd wear a pair of track pants and wear a pair of tights underneath. Mm. And then I'd literally put like five cans around one leg, five cans around the other, mm. all around my quads, like 10 around here. I'd walk yeah. out there with like 30 spray cans, bro. Some on my arms. <laughs> yeah. And like walk out and I'm sweet. And I got away with it every time. I never got caught for doing paint. But and then but that's how I stole paint. And then I'll go give that to the older boys and they'll mm. be like, fuck. Like I'll show them that I can't. Like, at some point, I was getting shopping lists. People would be like, oh, I want this, that, this shirt, that shirt. Get yeah. me that, and I'll give you this. I'm mm. like, yep, done. I'll be back there that night with that stuff. I'll mm. go all around Brisbane searching for those clothes. Yeah. You know, that was my mission. And then at some point, like, one of my best mates back in the day, he was just like me, bro. Just Well, he, yeah, his mum and dad actually, I, I started living with him, okay? Mm. And he was up to no good with me all the time. We are like sidekicks, bro. We went, got up to heaps of shit together. We are graffitiing together. You always have, like, a partner in crime. Mm. You know, and um, yeah, so I moved in with him and his, his mum and dad were actually like the biggest, dad was one of the biggest speed cooks in Brisbane. Mm-hmm. Like he would cook speed, bro. Yeah. And the mum was one of the biggest speed dealers. Mm. So I stayed at their place, bro. We lived downstairs and bro, the amount, the doorbell was going off every fucking 20 minutes with junkies, bro, <laughs> yeah, coming yeah. to get gear. Mm. Like it was fucking hectic. Like every hour of the night from fucking sundown to the next sundown, like- if you're cooked on speed and the doorbell's going every 20 minutes, that just sort of just, fuck, fuck, yeah, fuck, but that's, fuck. They, no, they had he- everything. They didn't cook there in the house. Oh, okay, yeah. They cooked in and then who come back with the cook yeah. and then they have heaps of gear. Mm. But she hit everything. They got raided yeah. so many times when I was there. I was yeah. in so many raids there, bro. And we're sitting there, we're fucked. And like, 
they would never find a thing. Mm. She had the best hiding spots ever. Like yeah. they had dogs come through the house, everything. They never found mm. nothing. Well, I guess if they were the best speed dealers, you know, they probably got, you know, the upper echelon of hot, of, of Ways of hiding the yeah. hat, hiding the gear. So, but their house was so full of shit. Like there was not. Well, it was like it's just packed with shit. Anyway, mm. but bro, yeah, always. So they, bro, the, they didn't care as long as the buzzer comes in, that money in the hand, bro. You mm. know what I mean? So we'd get, bro, we'd get speed off them like every day. That's when I started mm. using speed every day. You know yeah. what I mean? Like I started getting on every day with speed and getting cooked every day. Because um, he could get it off his mum. Like, we mm. used to get it when his dad came home and shit. We used to get it. Like, they got containers that the speed was in. It would still be warm. Mm. Like, it's just been cooked. Yeah. And yeah. anyone who's dealt with speed, you know what that fucking means. And that shit, you, like, lick a bit of your finger. You're awake for three, four days, bro. <laughs> it's not ideal, no. Bro, yeah. It's, yeah. But I'm just saying, it's just, like, the best bottle of rum you can buy. Yeah, yeah. Put it that way for <laughs> you, okay? <laughs> But, um, some would argue that might be Bundy rum. Some others would probably not yeah, say that. But you know what I mean? The finest scotch or whatever. <laughs> yeah, but yeah. I'm just saying that was my top tier. So I was getting on every day. And this was like, bro, I was 15 years old, mm. a daily user of ice, uh, mm. ice speed, bro. You know yeah. what I mean? And then years go by and we're using this, kept fucking living in trap houses, living in this house and moved into another house, which was just party central. It was just, well, not party central. Everyone would just go there, do drugs. This chick had their mum and dad's house. Her mum and dad were in jail, so mm. she had the house to herself. Yeah. You know, and we'll just stay there. We'll get on it all the time. I moved in one of the rooms there. I said, yeah, I'll give you gear every week if I can sleep here. She's like, yep, no worries, sweet mm. nose. I'm like, yeah, sweet, no worries. Yeah. So I stayed there. And it was just 24-7, everyone getting on. And these were like, these. they were booting up and everything like that. They mm. were like shooting up gear and speed yeah, and shit. Yeah. Like they were using needles and that. Mm. And like I was still eating it at that point. And then I started got. Well, then Scott introduced to the pipe, bro. So started smoking, mm. smoking speed, and then we got introduced to ice along those scenes too. Yeah. And speed was better, but ice would smoke longer in a pipe. Mm. So, like, it would last longer, and if you're passing around with mates, it's like a social thing. Yeah, You yeah. know, if you're in the house, instead of eating a bit of gear and sitting there cooked with everyone, like, you're passing around a pipe, so it's like it's like a, a thing to do. Yeah. So it, like, passes time. It's like a social thing. Mm, so it's like another way of being accepted. Yeah. Another, another so, like, this is another group of people, and mm. I was like, and I always had my own pipe on me. Like, wherever mm. I went, that thing was on me. I had it in my little sunglasses. I had a Versace sunglasses case, and I had oh. a little pipe in there. <laughs> yeah, did you Designer pipe. Yeah, bro, my designer pipe case. And in there, like if anyone who knows out there that's smoked or done anything, you're always keeping a sunglasses case. You know, if you drop it, it won't smash. Mm. You know, you got your little magic square in there so you can clean it. You got mm. your little, like, fucking, yeah, it's like a little piper's kit. Yeah. And I always had it, bro. And like, I was, everyone knew I always had a pipe. Like, no matter where I go, I'll always take it. It was with mm. me 24 fucking seven. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, and when people come on and get on, I'm like, yeah, sweet. I'll smoke it. Bro, like, I'm smoking it. And then I'll just be always have gear because people mm. want to use my pop. But like, if you shout me some, sweet. Yeah. So that was my other avenue to get more gear was always have a pipe. You know what yeah. I mean? And that point, stealing nonstop, just partying nonstop. They're graffitiing every night. just fucking causing a ruckus. And then, yeah, like, started... Then it just took over my fucking life, bro. And mm. then at that point, I was just, yeah, we're using every day and... Stealing every day, painting every day, and it was just a scene that just took over my life. And I was doing that for like four or five years, bro. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, well, it sounds like for you, it's like, I've got, it's like, I need drugs. How do I get drugs? Well, how do I get drugs? Well, I need money. All right. Well, how do I get money? I steal. Right. And then, so it's just like, I need the drugs because I'm addicted to drugs, but then I also need to be accepted by my peers. Yeah. And these are the ways I'm doing it. So it seems like a full circle. Oh, just- bro. I was a problem solver, bro. <laughs> I was a problem solver. <laughs> And I never had a I never had a problem I couldn't solve, bro. Yeah. Okay. 
But see, my mental health and stuff never really came into it back then because I was mm. always high, bro. I was yeah, young yeah. and dumb. Mm. Like, you don't have responsibilities. You don't mm. care. You don't give a fuck. You're just caught up. You don't think about your future. No. You know, there's kids out there going through school, setting up jobs and like getting, doing fucking uni and shit. I'm yeah, like, fuck yeah. you, you're just stiff. Yeah. She's a losers, you know what I mean? Yeah, I remember I had an old mate who would, we, we'd, yeah, be getting in the piss and we're talking, our mate, some of mates of ours, they're, they're saving money and putting it away to, to put a house deposit down in 10 years. Like, fuck that. We're partying now. We could let's, die tomorrow. We could die tomorrow. I mean? Let's live it now. And yeah. obviously, those people have houses and I don't have a house yeah. now. Yeah, exactly. Bro. <laughs> I've got You're an like, alcohol fuck. problem instead. Yeah, I know. We're like, fuck. <laughs> right, exactly. So then, oh, where was I? Then, um. So it sounds pretty, obviously, I mean, we've. <laughs> We're not even reached the age of eighteen yet, and you, right, you've yeah, already I'm painted talking. quite a quite a picture of yeah, what your teenage young. years was like. Um, so obviously, I guess this is just how long has this continued on for? Just when's come to the point where I guess we've we've already mentioned that you've you've served time in prison. When does is, is it when does it sort of come to full circle? That yeah, so oh yeah, I'll, I'll so I'll go to a point where I'm like yeah, that was my breaking point from the mm. speed, mm. and then I went over and got clean for a year mm-hmm. and then I came back then I got in the coke scene and then mm-hmm. I got in a lot of trouble that way then I got in fights and shit then I went to jail and then after I went to jail yeah so I just continue yeah 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 yeah, so yeah. You go so, into that yeah if you want yeah bro yeah have we got time yeah <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you, got as, you got as much time as you like yeah, yeah sweet so. sweet good okay so yeah so partying doing not partying just like Daily drug users yeah, wasn't partying. It was just, yeah, just, just life. High. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I was doing that, running about that scene. I had a name for myself. I loved it. I was getting attention. People knew I could punch on. Like people knew I graffitied everywhere. Always like gear. I had a name for myself in that scene now, and I felt mm. fucking unstoppable. Yeah. You know, I went to like parties and like house parties and shit. Would rock up with all the lads. Anyone that bullied me in school, I'd see him at a party, mm. uh, bash the fuck out uh, of them. You know, but I loved it. Yeah, you know, yeah. I'm like that's revenge. Yeah, it's redemption. Yeah. Redemption, cunt. Mm. Like look at me now. You mm. know what I mean? But see that probably person I was driving a Merc now and they've got a good life and I'm fucking I was still doing drugs I'm like fuck yeah yeah and they might have you know if they might have gone back and gone oh yeah well that was probably I probably shouldn't have made fun of Darcy yeah well they knew not to after that yeah they knew fucking not to after that (laughs) if you kick the head in yeah probably not now but anyway I started I was seeing this chick for a bit and we got and I sort of got a bit comfortable with her and Mm. we were like just smoking weed instead of using like gear every day you know what I mean I started just smoking cones during the day like relaxing mm. Monday to Friday just smoking billies eating shit doing nothing mm. sitting in a room smoking cones wake up have a billy yeah. you know what I mean wake up pump a cone sit there stone watch some movies all day eat food mm. eat shit and bro then I put on all this weight and I got fat with her bro and then I was just like I hated myself again mm. and then I was just like and I was partying going out on the weekends but I'll be with her in this friend circle and I was just like all the boys go out painting and shit and she's there and I'm like, I feel like, fuck this. You yeah, know, I've yeah. gained all this weight. I'm back to fat again. Mm. You know that photo of me on my Insta where I'm on my biggest? This is that point. Yeah, yeah. When I got real fat, I got up to like 120 kilos fat and I was still smoking ice on the weekends, smoking mm. weed all week. But mm. then I got real comfortable and I wasn't going graffiti anymore. Mm. I wasn't stealing anymore. I wasn't, I lost that fucking drive that I had with everyone and I missed it. Mm. You know, they were still all doing their thing and I was fucking all in this fucking relationship. I'm like, yeah. fuck this. So see you later. Yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? And I'm like, I need to get back making a name for myself. This is my mm. comeback. Mm. You know, so I pissed her off and I started doing all that shit again. And anyway, I was drinking one night at um, Gil Hooley's at Chermside on the fucking rums and shit. And I was off my face, but I was like blind drunk. Mm. And then I get a message from some of the boys saying, oh, your ex is out in the valley with like two of my supposed mates. And mm. she was like hooking up with one of them and yeah. shit like this. And I didn't know how to deal with that. 
Like mm-hmm. I'm just like, and then I was fat at this point. I hated myself, and then this happens, and I'm drunk, and I'm like angry as fuck, and it started breaking down, bro. Mm-hmm. And then that's the point where my mum and dad's house is lit up the road. So I'm like stumbled home and I'm like, this is it. You know what I mean? I'm going to go home to mum and dad. Like this is where everything fell apart. I'm like, my brothers that I was meant to have brothers stab me in the fucking back. Like if I don't mm. go, I wanted to fucking hurt them. I want mm. to do things like that. But I wanted to go see mum. Something made me go to my parents. Yeah, yeah. So I stumbled home. And before I went home, like I'm across the road from this school at home, right? And that's where school, primary school used to play at and shit. And then I was going to go to my home mum and dad's, but then I couldn't, bro. I was, haven't seen them in like two, three years, bro. Yeah. You know, so, and yeah. I was just ashamed, embarrassed. I couldn't do it. Drunk as had a bottle of rum and that. And I was like, fuck this. And then I went over to school, climbed up on this like roof part where I used to go like things. And I don't know, I was up there drinking and shit. And then I was just like, fuck this. And I tried taking my own life. I jumped mm. off the school roof. Broke my foot, luckily, came to, but yeah, I was just up there drunk as fuck, then I jumped off. I was like, mm. fuck this, I was crying like a mess, everything, just all those years just fell into one and yeah. I was just like, life's fucked, how am I meant to fucking tell my family what I've done? Like, mm. like I just feel like I'm, just, I'm a failure to them, I'm a failure to this, no, mm. I can't trust anyone, all this fucking effort I put into fucking being something that just will stab me in the back, fuck these people. Mm. And then, yeah, just jumped and tried taking my own life and then came to... But was busted in that and then walked over well not walked over stumbled over to mum and dad's knocked on the door opened up they t- told them everything and then it's like what the fuck like they haven't mm. seen him in ages and they're busted as cooked fucked all kinds of shit and mm. I said this is it I'm gonna change I came to mum and dad's a couple of weeks later we decide I was just staying at home I was a mess coming mm. down feeling like shit and then my dad was working over in New Zealand at the time doing earthquake rebuilds and the idea was to go over there and work with him, get away from everything, yeah, just go yeah. start fresh. Mm. And I did it, bro. I did. I went over there. I went, got clean. I was healthy. I started training. I went, started to go in the gym. Got a bit of advice from one of dad's workmates over there who was in a gym. He set me up mm. a meal plan. I did that. I was training every day, waking up in the morning, going to the gym every day for two hours. And I dropped a lot of weight over there. I was just mm. working with dad, dropped a lot of weight. And then, bro, I dropped like I was 121, I think, when I was over there. And I came back like 80 something. So oh, I dropped wow. like 40 kilos, wow. bro. Yeah, in like six months. Mm. So I really nailed, got into it, came back. But then I started to feel good. I started to have abs going and mm. shit. And then I was gotten FOMO. Like I seen all like my old mates out here going clubbing yeah. and stuff on social media. And then I'm over and stuck in New Zealand. I didn't know anyone. You know what I mean? Mm. I was just working, training, working, training. And I got over it. I'm like, I'm good now. You mm. know, like I'm fixed. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. so I'm like, I'm going back. <laughs> Dad's like, I don't think it's a good idea. I'm like, mate, mm. you can't stop me. Like, as I said earlier, I had no one telling me what to fucking do. Yeah. I'll do what I want when I want. My mm. main, mind was made up. Yeah. So then went home, flew home, flew home, came back and just started like hanging out with other mates that I knew. And then they started going clubbing and stuff. And I'm mm. like, fuck, all right. Like I'll go out. They're just drinking, you know, it's because bro, my problem was ice yeah, yeah. and speed. You know mm. what I mean? Like I thought a couple of drinks is fucking sweet. There's yeah, nothing. Yeah, yeah. So see my, mine justified drinking is okay because mm-hmm. it's not, not drugs. So yeah. I'm like, yeah, sweet. Went out, started going out and I was like making mates with people and those fucking like booze and chicks and all that sort of shit. And I'm like, Fuck, this is way better. Like, yeah, I'm used yeah, to crack yeah. houses, bro, mm. with cooked fucking lads yeah. fucking S- talking shit and wanting mm. to bash each other and shit. Yeah. I'm like, fuck, this is mad nightclub and out there looking good, dressing up. Like, I've lost all this weight. Yeah, I'm feeling yeah. confident. I'm mm. out there partying. I'll drink. I'll talk to anyone. I'll just fucking be loud as fuck. I get that off my dad, bro. I've got yeah. fucking good chat. The gift <laughs> of the gab. <laughs> He's good. But, um, 
So, yeah, I was out making friends doing that. And then slowly but surely, like, fucking pingers came out and mm-hmm. pills. And I was like, yeah, fuck it. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Like, I could have a ping. I'll be like, whoa, fuck. Mad mm. night. Wake up. I had the best night ever. Mm. You know? Wake up in my bed with a Macca's burger in my bed. And fucking, I'm still dressing last night's clothes. I'm like, what the fuck happened last <laughs> night? You know what I mean? And just like, but then that was that was fun. But that wasn't a problem to me. Because I came back. I started working. I was doing mm. rendering. So, I was working five days a week on yeah. the weekend. Saturday night, I'll go out to the valley, start partying. Mm. And then I made more groups of friends and I wasn't hanging around those lads and shit anymore like yeah, I cut yeah. them off I wasn't hanging around that circle yeah so, so you change your environment so you think oh this is a better environment than where I was before exactly yeah, which exactly. further justifies I guess this new behaviour yeah well it was in. fine to me because yeah, yeah. it wasn't a, ever been a problem even mm. drinking back then wasn't a problem for mm. me you know so I was like yeah sweet went and partying and that and they started hanging around people that pingers started in pingers and then I started fucking there was a few of my mates and that were selling pingers mm-hmm. you know what I mean and they were like everyone was always going up to them everyone's like oh hey bro how are you they were known like they've always got the pingers and they got all this attention mm. and they always had the bottle in the booth like, what a cash and they'd yeah. buy whatever they want I'm like I want that yeah yeah you know, so then I just started, and I, I knew people because people would come up, know me, and like, oh, can you get something? I'm like, yep, I went and got it off my mate. Go give it to them. Mm. I was just middlemaning shit. Yeah, yeah. You know, and half the time <laughs> I'll just take one for myself. I'm like, yeah, sweet here. You know, they're thirty, not twenty each. Yeah, you know? yeah. And then yeah. I'm like, I'm making this is hustling. Yeah, I'm like, yeah. sweet, I can make money here. I can sub- get my own drugs. <laughs> mm. But then I thought, well, I might as well get my own bag of pills. Mm. So then I just started off with getting this ten packs. Gone in a minute. I'm yeah. like, oh fuck, I'm done. I got fuck, a couple of hundred bucks. I'm like, sweet. Then I started getting 50, mm. then 100, mm. and then I get a box, which is 1,000. <laughs> and then I'm just selling pink. I walk into the fucking nightclub, I'd have a big saddie bag with 1,000 pills in it, bro. Yeah. This clippy bag's dack, 1,000 pills. And I'd be like, yeah, boom, 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 boom. Yeah. Everyone, bro. And I'll just be, I'll be getting drunk, I didn't care, cash. I'll be like, yeah, shots on everyone. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Bro, drug dealing was never about money for me. No. It was, I'm getting attention, I'm fitting mm. in, I'll buy whatever I want. People are like, oh, here's a party, you go to kick ons. Mm. You know, go to kick on yeah, yeah. thousand pingers. I'm like, everyone eat pingers, <laughs> you know, and everyone's just eating pingers together. Yeah. Good vibe. I'm like, this is mad. But see, mm. it wasn't a problem at that point because I was just supporting my weekend, still working Monday to Friday, rendering, laboring. I'm like, fuck this. And then going down the weekend zone, I'll just wake up, but I'll wake up in the next morning with like a couple of thousand bucks. Wow. And I'm like, fuck, what the fuck's this? Yeah. Like, mates will ring me. He's like, bro, I got all that money you gave me last night. You gave it to me when you were drunk. I'm like, how much? I got two, three grand. I'm like, oh, yeah, can't. Sweet. Yeah. Like, and then I got all this money, and then mm. I'm like, bro, I don't need to fucking work. Mm. You know, like, I'm fucking having fun on the weekends. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I don't need to fucking work, bro. Mm. This is fucking. And then that's when I started dabbling in coke, bro. So I went yeah. out and you get in the scene and then everyone's like, pooping pills, like, I'll have a line of this. Boom, mm. smack a line. You're like, yeah. whoa, this is fucking, <laughs> it's the next level. Yeah, I'm like, yeah. just like the speed was the next yeah. level for me. This was the next level again. Mm. Like that speed, coke was over the pills. Pills mm. are shit. Yeah, yeah. The lines are racking. It's social again. You don't just eat pingers with each other. Yeah. You're going in the bathroom with your mate, having lines together. Mm. You're at pre-drinks. You go on the in the room you line up together having mm. chats lines sitting there drinking talking having a line mm. it's that social thing again yeah yeah it's just a, it's a way of you being accepted amongst yeah. peers yeah. yeah so and that's everyone knew me I always had bag mm. always had jugs I was yeah. always fucking sweet yeah and then I started selling pills but that pills is to support my coke habit now because mm. I started doing coke every weekend yeah so I'll get a bag of coke every weekend and then mm. I'll be having that that's my little bag for myself the pingers are for everyone else to sell and then I started getting a name for myself here. Like the security knew me at the club. I went to, mm. oh, I could do what I want. I could rack up lines on the fucking bench, bro. Yeah. They wouldn't care, mm. you know? And then, yeah, started doing coke. And then I'm like, fucking start selling coke. Yeah. <laughs> you know, just, yeah, light bulb you, you, moment. <laughs> it's just one drug taking, sell it, 
Take the next drug, sell, sell it. it. It's just yeah. <laughs> and then so now I was just having heaps, and I took out bags of coke to sell, it and everyone mm. loved. But and there was more money in it, so I'm yeah, like, yeah. I'm ending up with bigger wads of cash. Yeah. So I'm like, this is sweet. Mm. But yet again, it wasn't about the money. I was just like, fuck. Half the times I'd wake up. There's been many times where I woke up fucked, no drugs, no money, mm. talking like ten grand's worth of shit. <laughs> gone out and I've woken up with nothing. I'm ringing my mates. You got my stuff? You got my shit? Everyone's like, nah, bro. No. <laughs> Bro, I must have blacked out. It's all my shits is on the floor in the nightclub yeah. somewhere <laughs> or a piss somewhere. It's just all over the ground. I've just walked out. Yeah. Anyway, that happened heaps of times, mm. bro. But I was sweet. And then, um, yeah, so I was getting on coke every weekend. And then at that point, I quit my job. Like, mm. I'm like, fuck this. And I was going out Friday, Saturday night. Yeah. Selling. It started off as a Saturday night. Mm. And then I'll be at Friday, Saturday night. And then mm. Sunday sessions. Yeah, yeah. Friday, Saturday, <laughs> Sunday sessions. So there's a lot of progression. There's yeah. just like the, 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 step the, the, up, the, step the, up. The, but yeah. till in my still in my head, Coke is not ice. Mm. Pills were not ice. Yeah. Drinking was not ice yeah. or speed. I'm I'm sweet. Because mm. I'm oh, that's that was my problem. That's what got me to the point where I wanted to kill myself. Yeah, yeah. That's what got me to the point where I tried to kill myself. Mm. So yeah, I won't get they, there. Yeah, where these things are I'm having a great time. Like yeah. this is this is like fine, I'm around yeah. normal people there mm. but they still go to their nine to five they still mm. work they get on it once a night i just started stepping it up and stepping mm. it up like most yeah. people didn't take to, to the extreme like i did mm. with everything i did you yeah, know yeah. so and then yeah started this friday this weekend benders i'll be awake from friday to sunday you mm. know what i mean I wouldn't sleep like yeah, fuck yeah. that like i've got shit to do <laughs> yeah. like splash my water on my face look myself in the mirror be like yeah i'm sweet bro i'm yeah. sweet you know another line of yeah, rack yeah. i'm good to go so what gets to i guess the point that i guess we've talked we've mentioned jail yeah, well, that's, that I started, yeah. Well, when I was out, I was still like, I wouldn't cop any shit. Mm. So I got in a few fights. Mm-hmm. So I got in a few fights, got done for a few assaults. Like in the pay, in the, the mail that said I, I coward punched someone mm-hmm. and shit, I'll clear this up. He spat in my face. Mm-hmm. This guy still doesn't justify what I did. Yeah, yeah. But I was out clubbing one night and this guy came up and he just fucking he looked at me. I'm like, hey, bro. And he just spat in my face. And he's like, mm-hmm. fuck you. And then I just went bang. And mm-hmm. then just went, hit him a few times. I was like, fucking, he was knocked out. I'm like, see you, bro. No mm-hmm. worries. And then I just left. And anyway, he ended up telling on me and shit. So he dogged on me and then I got done for that. Yeah. So that was my first assault charge. I got a suspended sentence on that. And then, bro, I started, bro, using drugs every day. Then, bro, I was selling drugs out of my mum's house. I went back. I was mm-hmm. living at home still. And then my bright idea was to move out of home. So mm-hmm. then I went, went, um, what, got a penthouse apartment in Spring Hill in the city, in the valley area there. Oh, wow, so, yeah. yeah, I was sweet, bro. Yeah. I had money and shit. I was good. So I had a penthouse apartment. had the apartment. had the car. had all this money. Yeah. had all these drugs. Penthouse apartment. Everyone would come back to kick on Zay. I'd be mad. And then, but that's when I was using coke. I started like I was using every day. Mm. You know what I mean? I was racking up every day, blowing fucking balls of blood out of my face because my septum's. I got no septum. My septum's oh, fucked. Really? Yeah. <laughs> but then I started. But then I started to get real anxious, bro. So the anxiety got real bad on the coke. Mm. Like I have a line, then I have a volume. So I'd be like speedballing <laughs> full. So it's like I'm battling death yeah, right yeah. there. Like when I wouldn't have volumes, I'd eat Xanax. Mm. But I always have volumes. My top drawer, bro, I had a hundred bottles of um, volumes. Yeah, hundred bottles, like fucking <laughs> chocked, bro. Because I knew if I didn't have them, I couldn't do rack because my anxiety was too much. Yeah, yeah. You know the amount of times I was racking up and I'm sitting there by myself, like I just was in myself, my room. Like Monday to Friday, I'm alone in my room, snorting mm. rack, just fucking chilling. And I'm there looking at my heartbeat, and I'm like. Fuck, my heart's going real fast. <laughs> and then I'll Google, Dr. Google symptoms. You know, I'll Google symptoms and it'll be like, you are going to die. I'm like, yeah. fuck. And then, bro, I'll drive myself to the emergency ward. Yeah. Yeah, I went, bro, they knew me by name at the Prince Charles Chermside. They knew right. me by name. I'd walk in there. Bro, the thing is, I thought I was overdosing and dying. I'll go yeah. to the hospital. 
I'm racking up lines in my car before I go in. Yeah. So I'm snorting rack before I go in because like, this could be my last couple of lines. I don't know how long I'm going to be in there and I'm going to be saved anyway. So if I do here, they're going to help me. I'm right near the hospital. I'm sweet. Do you think at any point during this, did you ever sort of think, this might be a problem? <laughs> no. <laughs> no. When I've, when, yeah, it did in some point. It did yeah. when I started to fall off the bandwagon. Mm. But, um, yeah, so then, yeah, anyway, so the anxiety got real bad. So I had a mate that always used to come over to my penthouse, but he would smoke pipes in the bathroom, mm-hmm. you know? And then I'm like, fuck it, you know? And then because, like, I was over being anxious all the time. I was over mm. being fucking rushy and not being want to be around anyone. I'd rather be in a room and alone snorting coke by myself because my anxiety was so bad. Mm. I just didn't want my mates to be around because I'd be mm. having a conversation in my head, but I wouldn't say a thing because I'm, yeah. like, too anxious to say it, you mm. know? And then I was like, fuck it. So I went and had some pipes with my mate and then I didn't have anxiety, but I was off my head. Yeah, I'm yeah. like, fuck, yeah. <laughs> Sweet. So then I started smoking pipes again. Yeah, yeah. And cook brain logic... One, I wasn't getting anxious. I didn't mm. have to use Valiums and shit. Two, I'd save money doing ice because yeah, ice yeah. lasts longer. Coke's yeah. expensive. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so I'm winning here. Mm. I'm saving money. I'm not fucking wigging out. I'm mm. all good. I'm back on the pipe. And yeah. then the pipe took over my life. And then yeah. I was just sitting at home smoking pipes. And one day, when I was selling out of the apartment, blah, blah, blah. Bang, boom, door. Well, they just walk in because they had a master key. Fucking 10 coppers come in. I'm mm. raided. You yeah. know what I mean? My first raid on me. And I was sitting on the bed smoking a pipe, bro. I'm there, they're walking. I'm like, holy fuck. Yeah. And then they ran, boom, right in my face, put that down. I was dumb as fuck, bro. I had everything in my top drawer. I had my Coke in my fucking top drawer. I had my pipe over here, my bag of ice right on the bench there. I it didn't sounds like you're, or- you're organized. Organized <laughs> as fuck. I knew where everything was. Yeah. Okay. So they pinched me, I got done. I got bail on those charges. Mm. Okay. So I've already done, I've got done from the assault ages ago. Then I got done for this. Mm. So I got bail on those charges. I was out and, bro, no one wanted to talk to me because mm. I got done. You know, I got out on jail. And the first thing I did was go home and I knew they didn't find this one little bag of rock. Mm-hmm. So I knew where it was. So yeah. first thing, I didn't care. I just went yeah. home and grabbed that bag of rock, went to the pipe shop. There's this sh- place in the city that sells pipes behind the counter. Not saying names, but you went in there, got a pipe. As soon as I got my car, lit up a pipe in the car. I was like, oh, that's better. And then no one wanted to talk to me, bro, because I got done and I was red hot. So no one wanted Mm. to talk to me and I was fucking angry about it, bro. Mm. So then I had a mate up in Cairns. So I packed all my shit and he's like, come up here, bro. I'll help you out. And I drove up to Cairns off my fucking head, bro. Mm. Like, bro, I was fucked. The whole drive up there cooked as fuck, smoking pipes on the drive up there, (laughs) stopping it, playing the pokies in every town, get driving again. Anyway, I get to Cairns and bro, I landed back in the exact same shit. Like, mm. he's like, come up here, help me out, and I'll fucking help you out. You live with me and I'll support you and that. So I had nothing, bro. I got mm. done with all my shit. I had no money, nothing. So I went up there living with him, and then we started fucking partying all the time, hanging off the pipe again, eating Zannies, going out, blah, mm. blah, doing the same shit. Collecting money, doing all that sort of shit. And then when I was up in Cairns, boom, same thing. And nightclub, bro, just punched the fuck out of this guy, bro. Mm. Busted all his teeth and that. It was pretty bad, but... Because he was going off at my mate. I thought they'll have an argument and me, mm. I'm like, fuck you. And then bang, he's hitting. Yeah. So, yeah. And then, bro, I came to him. Then I'm on the jail bus yeah. up in Cairns. That's where I went to jail was oh, yeah. Cairns. So Cairns, up in the yeah. Cairns, on my way to jail bus, coming down. And then first thing, when you get in there, you ring someone and then I ring mum. And I'm like, hey, I'm up in Cairns, Lotus Glen Correctional Centre. I'm in jail. And she hasn't heard from me for fucking months and months, you know. Ever since I moved out of home and went to my penthouse, she didn't hear from me, you know. Mm. And then, um, well, before actually, before I, when I'm before I moved out, mum sat me, my brother, my dad down, 
and she told us that she has cancer. Mm. So mum told us she has cancer and she sat us down and I'm like, fucking, I didn't know how to deal with it. How I dealt with everything in my past was to get numb and run mm. away from it. You know what I mean? Yeah, how I dealt yeah. with my bullying, get fucked up. How I dealt with all that shit, get fucked up. How I dealt with that chick cheating on me, fucking kill myself. You know mm. what I mean? Like that's where it led. So I didn't know how to deal with mum telling us that she had cancer. So that's mm. when I got real bad on the drugs and moved out of the penthouse, started partying all the time and when I should have been by mum's side, you know, mm. I should have been by my family's side when we found that information out. Yeah, I should have been there, being a yeah. well, but I was, wasn't in the right place. Mm. But when I went to jail, rang mum, told her that, and then in there, went up to Cairns. Cairns is like a black fella jail, bro. It's an Aboriginal jail. Like, yeah. going in there, I'm a little white boy in a black man jail. I'm like, mm. this is fucking real, bro. Mm-hmm. I'm like, holy shit. Went in there, daunting as fuck, and the first thing I do, I'll just go in there, put my bag down. When you walk into a unit in a jail, bro, there's 50 guys, okay, and you just walk through this little door, you're the newbie with your little backpack, mm. every eye just looks at you and yeah. judging you. I'm like, oh, fuck, look down. Mm. <laughs> just put my bag down. And the first thing I did was go outside and started training in the yard. Mm-hmm. So I started doing laps, started doing chin-ups, burpees, training, because I didn't have to talk to anyone. I was just training, mm. and I didn't have to talk to anyone. I didn't fucking, like, someone would fight, I would fight. Like, mm. I didn't give a fuck, but I just didn't want that concentration. We're in a jail thing. Like, in my head, you think of jail, you're like, these people are going to get stabbed. He's going to get yeah, fucked in the yeah. ass. I don't want to be fucked in the ass. Yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? Like, I didn't know what it was like. Mm. And then I was training, 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 and every day, and then slowly, surely, guys like, oh, fucking, you train hard, bro. Like, saying, like, mm. Borman appreciated that. And I'm like, yeah. mad, I'm getting accepted again for training. Mm. You know, training uh, has got me, made me friends. Just like drugs made me friends. Just like mm. fighting made me friends. Now training has these guys like, hey, bro, how you going? You know what I mean? Like if yeah. you want to jump in with us and train with us, you can. I'm like, fuck, yeah, sweet. I've made that friends. <laughs> and in there, it's like, thank fuck. I've yeah. got a group. And then training every day and shit, training every day and stuff like that in there. And then, bro, on the phone, my mum every day saying, this is it. I promise you I'm going to change. Like, Because mm. my head got clearer. I never gave myself long enough off the drugs to have a clear mind, bro. Yeah, so jail sort of provided that for you. It gave that to me. Mm. Like after a week coming down, bro, first couple of days, I'm sweating balls Mm. out there. It was probably fucking winter. I'm still sweating, cutting Mm. laps To be fair, it's Cairns. I mean, Cairns doesn't get cold. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, 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 yeah. But still, yeah, come down, yeah. Still sweating, like coming down. And But training every day just got me through it. Ring mum every morning, say, look, I'm going to keep making you proud. I promise this time I'm going to change. But, bro, I've told her this a thousand times. You know, and she's like, okay, Darcy, no worries. And mm. I'm like, I knew she, but I would always just tell her every day, this mm. is what I'm going to change. And my man tell you, that's when I changed, bro. Mm. I've been sober since that day. Five years ago, since that day, I've been sober. So no drugs, no alcohol, No drugs, nothing. no alcohol, no cigarettes, no fucking volumes, no nothing, bro. I don't drink, I don't do nothing. Yeah, wow. Okay, awesome. nothing. I'm a fucking picture of health now. Yeah. <laughs> okay. But, bro, then every day kept training, made groups of friends in there, you know, mm. started. And, bro, I was graffitiing in there, so I still I was writing my tag when my spare time drawing. Yeah. And people love that. They're like, fuck, you can draw, man, because I mm. practiced all the time. Yeah. I was good at it. You know, it was mm. pastime. I was real good. And then a few of the guys were like, oh, fuck, can you tattoo it on me? And I'm like, what? And they had little tattoo guns in jail, bro. Like, yeah. they got needles and shit, and mm. they use soot, so they light the thing, they use the... Like the, the, you know, the black flame on the, yeah, you, yeah. all that blacks, they scrape that black shit off and that's your ink. And that's your <laughs> Yeah. So, bro, I tattooed the postcode and I was tattooing in, in, in my unit. Mm. So I tattooed that postcode on like fucking 15 different guys, the same tattoo, like the postcode of cans was like 4-1 something, I don't know, yeah. but I tattooed on their legs. and But then I fit in again and thought mm. that my graffiti saved me, thank fuck. Yeah. And then, but yeah, training every day with guys, blah, blah, blah. And then um, time goes by and I was up in cans. Then I got requested because mum was battling cancer and stuff. So mm. I didn't have visits and anything up in Cairns. So yeah, I yeah. put in a request to go down to Brisbane 
and they were taking their time and I went to the fishbowl which is like the where the offices are I'm like mate if you don't transfer me to prison be close to my family so I'm going to do something fucking stupid mm. you know what I mean then they're like red flags this cunt's going to kill himself yeah. you know what I mean but it wasn't like then they but that actually made it happen yeah, so then yeah. the, uh, the counselors came and spoke to me and said what's going on they heard my story and they're like yep we'll get it done so I flew mm. down the jet Brisbane jail same thing in an environment didn't know anyone. See, in Cairns, I have my group. I have my mates in my mm. unit. You know what I mean? But when I come down to mm. Brizzy, I don't know anyone again. Yeah, so it's again on your own. Training. Got, yeah, training. Head down in the unit. Everyone's looking at me again. Fuck this. Boom, out training again. Boom, mm. train my ass off. And this time, I'm fit at this point. Like, mm. I'm training. I've been training for months up in this. I've been prepping for this, you know? <laughs> so then come down and train and everyone's like, fuck, you train hard. And then boom, I've made friends again. Mm. And I fit in again. And that's yeah. just how I gelled. And then- yeah. By the time I was in there a couple of months, bro, I was training a group of guys. Like I was like, mm. yep, 10 burpees this end, run down, 10 burpees that end, mm. boom, boom. And then I was doing like meal plans and mm. like I was PTing inside. Yeah. I felt that's why I fell in love with training people. Yeah. I mean, it just sounds like, yeah, you've just you found another way to be accepted, which was probably the most positive way yeah. to be accepted for the other sort of decisions you made, which is training and sort yeah. of health and fitness. So I'm like which sort of paints a picture to, you know, what you're doing today as a health and fitness trainer. Bro, health and fitness saved my life. That's mm. why I'm so passionate about what I'm doing, bro, because mm. I fit in with them and I fit in with people now and I train everyone in there every day. So I was a coach in there, Yeah, you know, and then I went for Supreme Court bail. So that's mm. like where you get out and your charges haven't been set yet. Mm. So your charges aren't done yet, but you get out on Supreme Court bail. You come out, I was out for like a year and mm. my lawyer's just like, man, you do as much good shit as you can to show the courts that you've changed. So when you go back, the sentencing won't be as bad. Because mm. I had like two drug charges and re-offended on drug charges and more assaults. Yeah. So I got charges stuck mm. down my asshole. And I had a criminal record from when I was a kid, everything, bro. So, and then yeah, came out, I moved down here to the coast. Okay, mm. first thing I did was get away from the scene again. I mm. didn't want to be around Brisbane because I knew I'd be up to shit. Mm. And same, but even in jail then, that's when I started, bro, back in jail, sorry. That's when I first went, like, said I was going to change. That's when I started mm. journaling in the morning. Mm. You know, every morning, waking up, having my cold showers, coffee on the face. Yeah. Started journaling, started closing my eyes, thinking about all the things that I'm going to do. Thinking, writing mm. down, I will make my mum proud. Yeah, you know, yeah. this is only temporary. I will get a chance to show mm. them I've changed. No matter what happens to my mum, I'll still keep making her proud because I didn't know if she was going to die or what. Mm. So I had every night in there thinking she was going to pass away. Mm. So I'd write down every morning that I'll make her proud no matter what. I'll just Every morning I'd write the same list down. I journaled every day. I meditated in the morning, cold shower, coffee on the fucking face, mm. not on the face at that point. Yeah, yeah. Went out, trained everything, routine, routine, routine. So I kept that same routine when I get out, came down the coast here, woke up, cold shower. Boom, go do my morning run, do my morning cardio down here mm. at the beach. I walk along Burley every morning. I'll do the mm. Burley run every day. Yeah. Come back, go to gym. But that's when I started PTing. Well, I started, first off, I had to go to rehab. So I had to go to rehab here down at Mirakai. Mm-hmm. So here at Burley. Went in there, was rehab because it was part of my conditions. And then I started doing, tra- I was training in there. And then I started training a few of the other addicts that were in there. And I'm, mm. people were looking up to me. And I was running little group classes in the rehab and so it was good. And then when I finished my rehab, I told him, like, look, I'll come back and volunteer mm. and I'll come back and run group sessions. Yeah. Because, like, I have my PT cert, so I was mm. studying BPT. Did that. So I went back then. I was running group sessions for them, mm. you know, and then I was doing that. And then they ripped me a really good letter for when I went back to court saying, look, mm. Darcy's helped change this rehab. Mm. He's been here every week helping with group classes, helping a lot of kids, mentoring kids in here. Mm. So that was awesome. Then I got offered to open up the F45 in Lismore with one of my mates. He offered me, look, mate, I see what you're doing. Look, if you want this chance, I'll give you this F45 to run. And mm. I'm like, fuck yeah, this is mm. my chance. 
mad. Went down there, set it all up from nothing, did all the painting, set up all the equipment, mm. screwed everything together. Born was down there with me and one guy, filled, fit out of the whole thing by ourselves. Mm. And then it opened and I was just like, boom. And my energy was just become successful at this. And mm. bro, whatever I put my mind to, I was really good at. Yeah. When I was good, when I was drugs, I was fucking, <laughs> fucking always high. You know, when I was like staying awake, I was awake for longer yeah, yeah. than anyone. When I was stealing, I would steal everything. Yeah. But now I put my energy into this. Yeah. I made that F45 pumping, bro. Mm. Like I went around, messaged all the influencers around the neighborhood, went like door knocking everywhere, got members in every day, just built this. Mm. Then I was running classes. Everyone's like, fuck your energy's unreal. I was up doing group class like at 45, mm. woo-woo, you know, like yeah. fucking that sort of shit. And then made it awesome. I was running that. And then the big sentencing day came, mm. you know, and I had to go back to sentencing. I'm like, oh, I won't go back. You know, I've been doing all this good shit. I've got clean piss tests I did every Monday. So mm. they seen I didn't get on on the weekends and yeah. piss it out. I did fucking the rehab, got volunteer work at the rehab. I've been seeing a psychologist. He ripped me a real good letter. Mm. The fucking F45 people were like, he's running this business. He's doing mm. great. Went back. And I'm like, yeah, I'm not going back. Went down, sat down with a lawyer. He's like, man, you're looking at least 10 years. I'm like, oh my fucking God, are you serious, bro? And mum mm. and dad are downstairs. I'm just talking to my barrister and lawyer. No, mate, you've re-offended on drugs and, drugs and fighting and you've fucking done fighting and drugs again. You've re-offended twice and you've got a criminal record from your kid. You're on a suspended sentence. You're going back to fucking jail. I'm mm. like, fuck. And then went back. Lawyer did his best. The judge went going on and she's like, this is the best rehabilitation I've ever seen as a Supreme Court judge, yeah. ever. She's like, but you did re-offend on this. So I was looking at 10 and she's like, I'm bringing your sentencing down to four years. You served 15 months and I've already done seven months. So mm. I've only got to go back for another eight. Yeah. So it's like, it's, I was gutted because mm. I had that F45 going and everything. But mm. so then I went back into jail. I'm yeah. like, mum, and I've seen mum was there, you know, and she's still sick and that, you know what I mean? Mm. I said to her, I'm like, mum, I'm still going to, I'm still making this happen. Yeah. And she knew. She's like, yeah, because I showed her all this. I showed, she came down and see me at the rehab. She's like, I'm proud of you. But you know what I mean? She's like, mm. I love what you're doing. Just keep it up the ass. You know what I mean? Yeah. You really, was, it sounds like you've really gone with like, I'm not going to just tell you I'm going to change. I'm going to show, show you. you. Yeah, that's yeah. exactly right, bro. Words are cheap. Because mm. I lied. Boy, who cried while well, I lied my whole life. Mm. I lied through my fucking teeth. Yeah. So I'm like, the only way is to show. Mm. And then went back to jail, landed in the back. Same, bro, I went to the same unit. All my old mates were there. So I land mm. back in. Everyone's still there. Like, yeah, oh, uh, you're oh, back. Darcy's back. <laughs> I'm like, I'm back. Yeah, and then, let's go bro, train. I know. That's exactly right. Everyone stopped training while I was gone. Oh, so they all got fat again. They all got fat again. And I come back, I'm like, what are you doing? Come, let's train again. So same routine, waking yeah. up, writing my journal every morning, wake up. I had my boys waiting outside the unit. Let's train. I'm like, yep. Had my crew trained every day. And every day, just cruise by because I trained. Mm. I still had that shit going on in my head like mums, I might miss mum's funeral, all that shit. That's always mm. playing on my mind. Mm. But, bro, how I escaped... As I said, I trained myself. I woke up, we did cardio in the morning, burpees every morning, like thousand of them, bro. And there's no weights in there, bro. So it's just burpees and body weight. Burpees are the best and I was the king of them. Mm. I'll never do another burpee again in my fucking life. Okay? Fucking hate burpees. Oh, bro, I'll never do it again. But I was a bell fit as fuck, yeah, bro. Yeah, yeah. And then I was trained, I'll, I'll be the best, I was the fittest in there and mm. I prided myself on it. See, mm. again, when I put my mind to something, I dominated thousands of men, I'm the fittest, mm. you know? And then, yeah, so days go by, boom, boom, and then bro, I got released and I'm like, this is it, say goodbye to the brothers and that. I still put money in some of their accounts, bro, because they looked after me, they took me on the wing. Mm. When I went back in there, they gave me food, they gave me shoes off their feet. If you've been to jail, you know how big taking your shoes off your feet from another person is, your shoes everything. Yeah. Okay, it's a massive thing, bro. Mm. If you give someone your shoes, that's respect. Yeah. No one fucks with your shoes. You fight to the death for your shoes. <laughs> your shoes okay? Right. It's hectic. But um mm. so got out, 
So, and then I'm like, yep, bang, rang the F45. I'm like, yeah, I'm ready to come back. Let's fucking go. You know what I mean? And they're like, bro, you're serious? Like, you're not coming back. I'm like, why? And this, I rang him as soon as I got in the car on the way back. I'm there. We're not even, as soon as I got out, first thing, give me your fucking phone. Bang, yep. Yeah. And they're like, man, you're all over the newspapers. F45 trainer jailed for assault and drugs. You know what I mean? It's just yeah. wearing my F45 uniform on the front page going like this. Yeah. F45 Lismore, like it mm. just put their name in the ground. Like, bro, we had to play like we didn't know anything. We told all the members that fucking you blindsided us. He lied about his past and mm. he was doing this behind their back. Bro, at this point, I wasn't doing anything. I was so yeah. like clean. I was, yeah, it yeah. was just my past from before mm. I went to jail. Yeah. So they had to play it up like I was still up to no good and they never knew, blah, blah, blah. So I'm like, fuck, what am I going to do? And then I've... Went to my club that I still coach at right now, Good Life Chermside, which was my old club that I started back in the day. When I got mm. back from New Zealand, this is a club I always trained at back then. It was just like, and I knew everyone there. And I went there. I'm like, yep, started there. So I started PT in there. And I'm like, I've got to make some of myself. Mm. You know, because PTing, it's either you make the money or you don't. It's just, it's commission-based. Mm. Like every, you have to make money, but you got to also, you sign a contract saying you have to pay 300 bucks rent every week. Mm. So if you don't make that rent, they're going to give you fucking, they're going to take you under and yeah. sue you and take you to court. Mm. Little young PTs are going to gym these days thinking they got their certs and they're going to make it. Yeah. They get put under, bro. No. It sounds like most of the money PTs would make would be on online because you got more access to more people for the, the amount of time you have during the day anyway. Isn't that sort of... Yeah, you're, you're limited with numbers, but mm. bro, I was just pumping as many as I could. Like mm. I was in there, I woke up one in the morning every day. Every day, one in the <laughs> morning. It, yeah, because I know you've been getting up at 2.30 That's in the morning. That's 2.30s now yeah. is my normal. <laughs> but this was back then when I first started PTing because I lost my license, bro. I had no license. Mm. So I was walking an hour... To get to Good Life Chermside every morning, I'd wake up, I'd walk to Chermside Good Life every morning, get to Good Life Chermside at 2.30 in the morning. I'd stay there from 2.30 in the morning till 7.30 at night, all mm. day. If I was crashing out, there was a little child area out mm -hmm. the back where the kids crash thing. I'd sleep in there. Yeah. I'd for an hour nap and I'd wake back, obviously, with no fucking kids in there. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so, you know what I mean? But I'd sleep in there and then I'd wake yeah. up, recharge, splash water on my face, I'm good to go. Because mm. my head, I've got to make my mum proud. Mm. I've got to make something of myself. I've got to make my family proud. I've got to fucking be successful as fuck. I've got mm. shit to do. Okay, and I went there. But if you're a PT and you know about PT and how many sessions you do a week, in four weeks, I was up to 100 sessions a week, <laughs> which is numbers people don't fucking do. Yeah, I can yeah. prove it in my calendar. Mm. Ask my fucking gym manager, the club manager, yeah. bro. I've got nothing to lie about. Mm. And I was 400. Some of them weren't paid. Like I was doing free sessions. So I'd go up to everyone on the floor. Mm. Like I, I got all my sessions from approaching people. Like, hey, how are you? Introducing mm. myself. You want to do a session? Blah, blah, blah. Running through shit. And I built myself a fucking an empire. I was like mm. the most successful PT, not just in my club, but I reckon in Australia. Mm. I was doing numbers now and everyone's like, you're going to burn out. You can't do that many numbers. I'm like, fucking watch me, bro. I did that for a year. <laughs> pumping. Pumping, yeah. bro. Morning, afternoons, boom. Bro, I was making like four or five grand a week. Mm. Easy. Did okay. you find, so with, I guess even like with the, P, you know, becoming a PT and sort of getting into health and fitness, you know, because you had the come down in jail off of, drugs and everything finding your way with sort of health and fitness because i guess is there any sort of you have a sort of period of sort of temptation to go back or you're just like this is my mission now nah. it's just I, I, well, i've already had my relapse yeah i've had my everyone relapses anyone who goes through change will fuck up at some point mm. i had that when i came back from new zealand mm. 
I had my big relapse. I had my big fuck up and I ended up in jail, bro. Yeah. You know, the first one I ended up trying to kill myself. Mm. You know, I got good again and I came back and I slipped back into it. I didn't even notice I was and then mm. I was back on the pipe again. Yeah. The end result, I'm back where I was. So I went yeah. back to what I was, was already. Yeah, it's like full circle. And then I let my family down again and then in jail, all you do in jail is think, bro. When you mm. got in your cell by yourself, you think, you know, you watch your little TV, you got a little Love Island and The Bachelor on, you know, all that sort of, bro, everyone loves it in there. Yeah. Okay, but, bro, I just thought and I wrote down my goals every day and mm. I continue doing it. And when I'm writing down every morning, I will make my family proud. I will never let them down again. Mm. I will not, or if I'm writing that shit down every day, I'm not going to fuck up. Mm. I'm reminding myself every morning. That's what I'm trying to show people about doing mm. what I do. Yeah. When you remind yourself of the things that you're, when you remind yourself of your why, nothing will fuck with you. If you mm. remind yourself of your why every day, nothing will fuck with you. People who don't, they get comfortable, they get lazy and they fuck up again. Mm. If people remind themselves of their why every fucking day, every morning when they wake up, remind themselves, I will be the best role model. I will make my mm. family proud. Nothing will fuck with you. Yeah. Full stop. Mm. Nothing's fucked with me, bro. Yeah. And nothing will. Yeah. All my clients that I coach online, I get them to do this. Nothing fucks with them. Mm. They're all weapons, bro. Because it sounds like, yeah, like you go... Because with your, as I see with your online coaching and then you work at Good Life in terms like, yeah, it's like, all right, health aspect, training, nutrition, but then you've got mindset coaching as well. And there's this sort of, that's the additional sort of part that you've Massive, got as well. Massive, bro. Yeah. I teach people structure, routine, mindset, everything. Mm. But I'll get I'll get to that in one set. Like I'm just going, so when I was face-to-face PTing, killing it, doing that. And the first biggest moment of, I reckon, my life was when mum and dad see me being successful, seeing everything I'm doing. Mm. I'm showing dad how much money I'm making. I'm showing <laughs> dad how well I'm doing, how many sessions I'm doing. He's blown away. He's calling his mates. He's like, mate, you should see how much money Darcy's is making. <laughs> He's fucking like five grand a week. Like, Are you making more money now than you were making selling drugs? Fuck yeah. yeah. <laughs> bro, way more, bro. I was snorting all my profit. Yeah, I didn't yeah, make yeah. money. I put it all in my face. Bro, the amount of drugs, I probably, I don't just own houses. I own suburbs with the amount of drugs I put in my face, cunt. Okay? But, um, yeah. But, so, and we're sitting down with dad one night and we're around the fire and we're talking about how mum's going through or what she's going through and that we're just, mm. we're, no matter what, we'll stick together, blah, blah. And then he sat back and he said, son, I'm proud of you. Mm, for wow. what you're doing and shit and bro my dad's never sees proud of me in my life yeah, yeah. I've never given him anything to be proud of in my mm. life you know I didn't bring home fucking straight A's I didn't bring home fucking sport carnivals or nothing you know yeah. what I mean so dad said that and I just started crying bro yeah. like that was the biggest moment of my life my mm. dad saying mum said she's proud of me I'm doing this for mum too like mum's my rock mum's my everything but for mm. dad to actually say that I'm proud of you son doing what you're doing you really, you've really changed your life around I'm proud of you yeah. How hearing him on the phone to his mates boasting about me, mm. about his son, about how good I'm doing, and having like you should see how well Dad's doing here. Chuck Dad's Dad, speak to your uncle, yeah. you know, speak to him. And everyone's just proud. And that moment was just fucking fire in my belly. That was mm. more drive. I'm like, fucking, yeah, yeah. this is the start. I'm not just stopping where I am now. It's powerful stuff, especially yeah, from your from your old man. To massive, that. bro. Yeah. Massive. And mum saying it too. Like, mm. and no matter what happens to mum, like she's still here now. We're coming to the arse end of her cancer and that. And but. Bro, she'll die knowing that I'm fucking making her proud every day. Like, I write that down every morning. I will, no matter what happens to my mum, you will look at my list. No matter what happens to mum, I'll keep making her proud long after she's gone. Mm. I write that every fucking day, bro. Yeah. Okay? 
And then, yeah, dad said he's proud. And then, boom, I started just doing shit on Instagram. Mm. That's where I started just putting up videos of me training my clients on Instagram and always had that enthusiasm where I'm mm. like, let's fucking suck it off. You know what I mean? And then everyone's like, what the fuck? This is weird. And then I started getting traction online. Yeah. And people reached out to me, messaged me, and I was doing my coffee, cold showers. That's when I started doing all that, fucking showing everyone my routine, showing yeah. everyone I never break. I just wanted to boast at the start, not boast, but show everyone I'm up at one in the fucking morning. No one's up at one in the morning. I'm saying I'll put in that time on the clock of my mm. alarm up every day. Everyone's like, well, you're fucking next level. Mm. And I'm like, everyone thinks to 3 a.m. club. Fuck 3 a.m., bro. I'm 1 a.m. club. 1 a.m. You know? And then, yeah, Instagram started blowing up, bro. I started getting messages and people being like wanting to come train. People wanted to fly. They see my videos with my clients online people flew like from sydney to come train with me oh really <laughs> I, got, I got people clients that travel from the gold coast every week to come yeah. train with me i got people that fly down from cairns to come train yeah. with me you know what i mean and then the instagram started going and going and i started putting all my mindset shit and then i just built myself this like a little like a plan like an mm. online plan for people and i had my app already set up like i've already i had my app for my face-to-face clients with workouts and shit on it so that whole workout aspect was sweet mm. and then i'm like i need them to do a routine that's going to keep them on track. Mm. And then I've just built my routine to everyone that I do every day, my yeah. daily routine. Because mm. if I can do it, anyone can do it. What makes me different to you? What makes me different to anyone out there? Mm. Fuck all, bro. No. I wake up, I show up, and I read my, stick to my plan, and I remind myself of my why. Mm. That's it. I'm not yeah. Superman, bro. I'm next up. I went through addiction. I went to try to kill myself, been to jail. You know what I mean? It's pretty next level. But like, if I can do this and go mm. through all these situations... Anyone can do this, yeah. you know? And then I just built this program up of just like a daily routine shit, teaching people structure like I was taught in jail, teaching mm. people routine like I was taught in jail, giving people like my mindset work, write down your reason why, like putting all this shit. And then it just started taking track and people were messaging me saying, man, this shit's changed my life. Mm, yeah. Because you get like, I mean, I've watched your stories and you do get lots of positive feedback Peace, every bro. every day you're Peace. posting from comments from people I know I started getting negative shit at the very start when I was posting everyone's mm. like what do you know about drugs because I'll talk about drugs <laughs> I wouldn't be that confident people would message saying like bro what do you know about drugs like oh fucking um, people would like see that I'm fit and they're like oh steroids and ice are the same thing I'm like <laughs> Bro, you fucking bro, go do steroids for a month. Go smoke ice for a month. Come back, tell me how you fucking yeah. feel, bro. Okay, but then yeah, just started taking traction, and I started just yeah, people reaching out to me. That I started doing my online platform. I just built this business, bro, by myself. Mm. I was self-made. Yeah, I did yeah. this all myself. I haven't got people working for me, and I don't want that. I want mm. to change the game. I'm changing the fucking game for coach. There is no one out there doing what I'm fucking doing. Mm. Okay, I was the most successful face-to-face PT. I know for a fact no one was doing the numbers I was doing, no one was doing the hours I was doing, and no mm. one was changing lives like I was doing. Yeah. And I will be the most successful online coach in the world. Yeah. Okay? I'm dreaming fucking big. And, yeah, bro, yeah. The, the feedback I get online is next level. Mm. Like bringing families back together, making mm. fucking fathers role models that they want to be for their kids. Mm. I've got one client, Matt, he's lost fucking 58 kilos with me. Wow. Go carry a 50-kilo dumbbell, dumbbell around for a day, bro. Okay? He's just 58. So it just shows no matter yeah. who you are. He had an addiction. He was on alcohol. He was smoking ice and everything too, mate. He was mm. letting his family down his whole life. But then I started to get in his fucking head because I believe with my coaching, I fucking send my clients voicemails. I talk to them every day, bro. Mm. It takes up a lot of my time, but I put a lot of energy into people and I tell them how it is. I'm like, mm. fucking remember your fucking why, bro. Yeah, I'm like, yeah. be the role model you're meant to fucking be or go back being a fucking piece of shit. Yeah. Okay, and let your family down. Do whatever you want. Go mm. back and smoke eyes. Can't do it. Mm. You know what I mean? And then, but I feel like I've got a place to say this because I've been through this. It's not like I was born with a six pack. 
No. You know, it's not like I haven't been. I was I had a dandy and I was sweet, but I feel like I, I needed someone to talk to me. I spoke to myself like this. I said to myself, can't you're not going back to who you were. Don't be fucking weak. You got a mum to make proud. You got a family to make fucking proud. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah, so yeah. I'm telling people that and they're clicking. They're like, yeah, yeah fuck yeah. Fires yeah. them up. They're like, yep. Yeah. And bro, I get them this teaching people structure routine, bro. And the feedback I'm getting, bro. I've had people message me saying, like, man, I was gonna commit suicide last week. Watching your videos really helped. Mm. You know, and he's just like, I'm I'm, I'm alive today because of you. Mm. Day made, bro. Yeah, yeah. You know? I've got people mess the feedback I post. I post that their daily I'm getting messages daily about how much I've changed people's lives. Mm. If I didn't meet you, I'd be dead. Of like all that shit, bro. Like I beat fucking I beat depression. I beat anxiety. And mm. people are beating depression and anxiety without resorting to pills and without resorting to fucking yeah. therapy 24 fucking 7, bro. Mm. It's about fucking remembering your why and get, putting in the work. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. You know, and it's, yeah, it's sick. Because now, I guess, yeah, like, I mean, what I've seen you starting to do, which seems to sort of come back to, I guess, full circle of your life is you had kind of a turbulent childhood teenage years you're now yeah. doing work in schools and now you said you, you what was it you're saying before the what the the thing that you you skipped that you're meant to go to in high school that you're now sort of because you're going into high schools oh step yeah so the yeah. funny thing so those kids that i'm working with and those little kids that i'm coaching so mm. i coach a group of kids that are going through like a suspension program at school yeah it's where you like get 10 or 20 day suspensions you got to go to a program to get back into school it's like an integration back into school yeah. it's like show us that you want to be here by going on this course and come back. See, mm. I'd never went to it. But these kids are in that program. Their teacher of that was actually my old high school coordinator. Mm. She expelled me from school. Yeah. And wow. she's watching my Instagram mm. and she reached out to me saying, look, I love what you're doing. I really want you to come speak to these kids. And it's been a passion of mine. I've always wanted to do it. I'll yeah. go in there and speak in front of the kids and that, but I never knew how. Like Even I told my mum, even my mum's like, this is something you've always wanted to do. When you first started making changes, this is something you said you wanted to do back then. Mm. But I didn't know how. Like I, I can't get a blue card. I, I'm, I went to jail. Like You can't get yeah, a blue yeah. card for 10 years or some mm. shit. So I'm like, I'll have to jump through hoops. I want to see criminal records, all this shit. Like, I can't get into this. Like How do I? And I didn't have time because mm. I'm that fucking busy, bro. Like yeah. I'm back-to-back with clients and I train and I'm back-to-back with my online stuff. I'm mm. busy, man. But, um, you know, and then she reached out to me, messaged me, she said, hey, but I didn't know who it was. And she's like, yeah, it's Miss Hickman. Remember, I, ex- I expelled you from Wavell. I'm like, oh, <laughs> fuck. Small world. Yeah, <laughs> How yeah, you going? Yeah. And then, um, yeah, I went in and spoke in front of these kids and there was just a fire in me. And I've started doing like vlogs and mm. um, content with my guy. So I'm actually going to be releasing YouTube next year. So mm-hmm. I've got like episodes from my YouTube coming yeah. out next year, which are really good. They're funny. I'm taking away that stigma from like bodybuilding, all these grunt like, oh, fucking bodybuilding. So yeah, shoot. yeah. So, bro, I'm changing that. Yeah, like yeah. I'm fucking squatting, yelling, let's fucking suck it off. <laughs> you know, you suck and run off and and then running. I'm just like yelling at my training partner, suck it off, bro. You know what yeah. I mean? Like leave it dry. Like, bro, just being a dick. <laughs> yeah. And But it's funny and it's showing people that there's fun about it and I just take the piss. But bro, speaking in front of those kids fucking, fucking fired me up, bro. Mm. That was sick. You think because, yeah, it's like, you know, these kids are in trouble. You know where they've been. Yeah, I told them how you want. It's like don't go where I'm. Don't yeah. go and go the road I did. You know, bro. I told them how get I in the gym with me and suck it off. Hundred <laughs> percent. Fucking grab with both hands, brother. You know, <laughs> but bro, they're in there. They're fucking. But I can see I was getting to them when I was speaking to them. They're like, holy fuck, because I explained parts of their life that they're living right now. I'm like sitting in this house smoking cones. You know, with that mum that doesn't care that you're doing it. You know what I mean? Bang, like going out on weekends, drinking, not giving a fuck. And they're just like, fuck, he's speaking about what I do every weekend. Mm. And then I told them the end result where I ended up. I'm like, this is where you're fucking going. Like these kids in school that you think are nerds that you think are doing fucking good and fuck. 
that. I don't want to do this. These are the kids that are going to have a successful life. They're going to be driving the Mercs around. They're going to own the house. Mm. They're going to have the sexy missus. They're going to have the good fucking family. You're going to be smoking drugs on the fucking street. Mm. You're going to be looking for a bag to tick up. Yeah. You know what I mean? And then it's like, holy fuck. And then, bro, these kids messaged me when I left, bro, messaged me saying, man, thanks so much, blah, blah, mm. blah. Like, I really resonated what you said, like, and they clicked and they'd be messaging me nonstop and mentoring them. They've come into the gym. They started training with me. I train them every Thursday for free. So mm-hmm. I run them through a group session every yeah. Thursday. They come in and train. They got all my DRC fit shirts yeah. on. <laughs> it was sick. It was mad. And then um, I got an email. So the the lady that expelled me, so um, she got an email from one of the parents saying that for the first time in over a year, my son actually came into my room, sat down and actually spoke about everything he's going through. And mm. saying that Darcy, what Darcy said really opened his eyes up. Mm. And it's the first time in so long I've actually seen my son back. Yeah. Wow. Day made, bro. Yeah, powerful. I got sent that and yeah. I'm like, fucking drop the mic, bro. Yeah. Fucking drop the mic. You know, it was sick. Yeah, it's just... just you, you just got more of like it. just, fuck, all this stuff. Just, yeah, it, it, it was probably a silly question to ask if you had any attempt. Like, this would just keep you fucking going. Bro, attempt, I'm around it, bro. Yeah, I still yeah. got mates get on it. Like, I was at a Bucks the other weekend. Everyone's mm. smacking down lines, getting on it, drinking. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah, I'm not, I can be around it, bro. I'll rack up lines for my mates, bro. <laughs> I'm not there to judge yeah. people who mm. do it. Like, I used to do it, but mm. they do, it hasn't got to that point in their life. Like, I'm not going to sit down and go, like, don't do this, bro. You know, mm. it's, drugs are bad. Yeah. You know? I'm not, I'm not going to be yeah, that yeah. guy. If mm. people are struggling and they reach out to me for help, then I'm full India. Mm. But if they're just going through that help fucking party stage when they're young and shit, yeah. bro, it's sweet. Whatever. It's yeah, not yeah. sweet, but whatever. Like, mm. I've got no control over that. I'm not going to sit there and be a fucking martyr. Yeah, and yeah. Feel like, well, everyone's on their own journey. Yeah. And yeah, like, it's up to them. Yeah, like you said, like, if it comes to a point, which it has, yeah, people reach out to me when I was getting sober and it's like, I think I have a problem with drinking. It's like, okay, well, we'll talk about it. Like, yeah. And then you get people who are just like, oh, you quit drinking, you're boring cunt. And you're just like, yeah, yeah, well, yeah, whatever. Like, you bro, know, yeah, I, I, whatever, like what, I like where my life is now. But that's what <laughs> so. everyone says to me. Everyone messages me. I get messages saying, bro, what do you do for fun? Like, what? And I'm like, bro, what is, well, how is your life fun? If I mm. live drinking and getting on, it's your only bit of fun. Like, I wake up feeling amazing every day. Mm. I'm happy every fucking day. I make my family proud every day. I'm still around all my mates. I've still got good relationships. I've got a fucking gorgeous fiance in my life now. Mm. Bro, like the life rewards you. She came in on my life when I was doing good. My fiance is my rock. She's the best little mm. thing in the world. You know, she's my little hype girl. She's a little yeah. support network, bro. But she came in my life when I was doing good. You do good, good things fucking happen. Mm. You know, and good yeah. things have kept happening. Yeah. Why would I want to put a roadblock in that? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Why would I want to come down? Why would I want to? F- I know what it's like to come down, bro. Mm. I know what it's like to feel depressed. I know what it's like to fucking try to kill myself. Mm. I know what it's like to hate myself, wake up crying in a mirror every day, mm. hating myself, hating who I was, hating, I hated myself my whole fucking life, bro. Mm. That's why I numb myself my whole life. I was never confident, never loved myself. You know, I was using drugs to escape. I was using drugs to make friends. I was using drugs to be happy. Mm. Then when I didn't have them, I didn't think I could be happy because when I'd come off the drugs, I'd come down. And I'd, when i come down, I'd feel like shit. I'd think dark thoughts, so I'd get high again. Mm. You know? Yeah, which is just the endless cycle. Yeah, yeah. you come down, start, and you avoid the come Wouldn't down. come down. Up you go again. Problem solved. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, like as I was saying, good thing. She came into my life. She's like my little sidekick, bro, you know? Mm. And I've got great things going for me now. I ring my parents every day, you know, and because life, because I'm doing good, good things happen. But I also believe because I've started doing things good, the universe has given me more time to spend with my mum. Mm-hmm. The universe has let me show my mum I've changed. Yeah. The universe has let me spend more time. The universe has let me show my mum getting engaged. You, me being successful, showing this online business. Like, bro, I built, I don't boast about my money that I make, but I've built a million dollar business within a year. Mm. 
Wow. Okay. I'm like coach. I'm in, I'm, my turnover, okay, I don't boast about money and that, but I've built yeah. a million dollar business in a year. I was in jail three years ago. Yeah. Okay. Do that. No one's done that. Well, I mean, the sound of your worth, Akavik, it doesn't sort of surprise me. You're fucking, you're pretty. <laughs> I'm fucking switched on, but I'm so passionate about it, man. That's it. Yeah. Like, like if fuck. you're that, if you're that passionate about something, you'll fucking, you'll work as hard as you want to. And I'm getting a lot it. of respect now for it too, bro. Like I'm going into gyms and shit. People see like, bro, I wear this everywhere. Dinners. Look. Night out with dinner, DRC yeah. fit shirt. You know, I'll go to like. I was going to ask, do you own another shirt? No. no. I threw out all my other clothes. I got 20 of these. I went to my mate's Bucks, went to like Cali Beach or whatever the other oh, weekend. Yeah. Bro, I'm rocking this around. I don't give a fuck. Yeah, I got yeah. this, my little Louis bag. I'm like, mm. yeah, sweet. You know, but I've, this is, I'm proud of this. Yeah. And this name, this is going to be mm. known everywhere. I fucking, yeah. people see it and people notice. So I'll go to at that Cali Beach, the other mate, Bucks, people come up to me and they're breaking down, crying, saying, man, what you're doing, bros, help my brother so much. He's going mm. through rehab. He watches your videos every day. Mm. You know, people come up to me at gym today. He's like, people opening up, talking about their addictions to me, mm. saying my videos have helped them so much. Just yeah. me talking shit. I'm telling them about fucking saying how it is. Mm. Like, I'm, if you watch my Insta, I'm raw as fuck. Yeah, yeah. I have people message mm. me like, man, you need to tone down your swearing. I'm like, <laughs> no. This is me. If you don't like it, unfollow. We're, we're Australian. How dare you? Like, fuck it up. <laughs> But um, yeah, bro, it's really making a big difference. I'm making a name for myself. People, I can see people see me and see this and they know who I am. Mm. Like that, yeah, the same thing back in the day, bro, getting attention. Yeah, yeah. I'm getting it again, but in the positivest way, yeah. way possible. You finally found it in a way that's actually serving you well. Yeah, yeah. serving yeah, a lot better than before. <laughs> yeah. But bro, every day is a blessing, bro. Like waking up, like every day, I feel amazing every day, like. Because you have your day, I've had my days where you get negative thoughts, and I just think back, look at where I am now. Mm. You know, and like, I've, yeah, but it's fucking awesome. Yeah, because I guess, um, I guess I mean that's it's been quite a, quite an episode we've had here. You've, you've sort of we've got, we've got quite the picture of your, your journey and sort of yeah, and, I feel yeah, like what, leaving got, something out, but yeah, yeah. what you got you got now. Uh, well, I mean, it sounds like you could write a book, but uh, <laughs> yeah, it might be on the cards, bro. Yeah. <laughs> might be on the cards. But um, I guess with, you know, yeah, like you said, with, with like your mindset coaching and we, if we've got people sort of listening now, they're going through their struggles, they're, if, it's, if it's addiction, if it's anxiety, if it's depression, um, what would be, you know, what would be the first sort of steps you would advise people, I guess you probably do with the clients that you work with, what's the first sort of steps you'd give them? Is it sort of finding your why and doing the journaling? Maybe throwing black coffee in their face and having <laughs> yeah. a cold shower. If you can afford a coffee bill like that, bro, <laughs> do it. But no, nah, bro, I'm just this fine routine and structure. Everyone lacks routine and structure, bro. Mm. Everyone forgets their reason why. Everyone thinks they haven't got anything in their life, but when they step back and think of like loved ones, they think about like kids and shit like that. They're like, life's good, bro. You know, mm. there's a lot of people out there struggling. There's people out there getting physically, sexually, mentally abused every day. Mm. You know, there's people out there going through a world of pain that you couldn't even fucking imagine. But everyone's going through their own struggles, bro. No matter how big or small a struggle's a struggle. Mm. I believe if everyone's like, oh my, I bet people mess me. Oh, I haven't been through as much as you have. But you know, I'm like, it doesn't matter. Mm. It doesn't matter if you wake up and you're not happy and you're depressed. That's something but anyone can change mm. anyone can fucking change everyone deserves to be fucking change yeah okay except t- kid touches <laughs> you just don't deserve shit but besides that bro everyone deserves to change mm. 
you know, and everyone can change if they start working on themselves, start sacrificing a bit of time now for themselves, start waking up at a certain time every day, going and starting exercise and getting out of your comfort zone, start training, start eating right. Food's your mood. Food's a drug. Mm. Okay, if you're eating shit, you'll feel like shit. What happens when you eat a big fatty meal? You're like, oh, fuck, I feel like a fat fuck. Yeah, yeah. You know, why are you, I don't do, I decide I don't even eat shit now. Mm. I don't even, I don't eat no shit, nothing. Yeah. I eat clean as fuck because I know food's my mood. Mm. You know, and just, just find your why and just, yeah, just can get in the gym and that yeah yeah <laughs> bro training and exercise and routine and structure saved my life mm. you know and it's anyone can do it you don't need mm. a fucking resume to do it anyone can go to a gym anyone can start working themselves mindset if you're struggling bad message me bro mm-hmm. you know that's what i'm doing but it's just yeah and how you because i guess i mean there was a few instances where it sounds like you've had sort of i mean i guess with the sort of the assault charges and stuff sort of reacting emotion like reacting sort of straight away to someone sort of aggravating you and you just gone and punch them do you get any sort of those i guess you get sort of those feelings now and you're able to sort of go oh no hang on like i don't want to sort of oh bro i'll walk away from shit yeah, now yeah. i'm fucking oh that was drunk i had a lot of anger mm. i didn't love myself mm. i didn't love i wouldn't cop shit from anyone but that was my mindset like I, when i was younger i couldn't cop shit from anyone bash all the bullies that bullied me yeah yeah i fucking hate bullies bullies are one thing i still hate to this fucking mm. day i'd probably tell a bully to go get fucked and go fuck himself but i mm. wouldn't wouldn't bash him yeah yeah you know i wouldn't do anything like that because i know bro I mean, my fist that's what led me to jail if i do mm. something bad now i could be back in the jail and i could miss my mum's funeral again mm. i could still have that lingering over me i could let my family down i write down a wall not ever someone come up and had a go at me bro i'd be like you win bro mm. i know i can punch on anyone can punch someone yeah. in the fucking mouth bro yeah but not everyone can walk away, mm. okay? And, I'll, yeah, fighting that got me in a very bad spot, yeah, just yeah. like drugs did, mm. just like food did, mm. everything like that. Like, bro, I wouldn't – someone could come abuse me, but what are they going to abuse me about? What, for helping other people? Yeah, yeah. Like, bro, fuck you. You're helping too many people. <laughs> Fucking stop it. I'm like, sweet, bro. Yeah, no yeah. Worries. I don't doubt myself. Mm. I don't doubt what I'm doing. Mm. And anyone that looks at my shit mm. shouldn't doubt what I'm doing either. Absolutely. The message I'm trying to get out there is fucking powerful yeah. as fuck. yeah. It really is. And yeah. anyone who does doubt that is fucking fucked in the head. Mm. Straight up. Yeah, absolutely. Because yeah, I think if you went up to a if you went up to a high school bully and said you're a fuckwit, that kid would probably piss himself. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> like you're a fuck me abusing kids now. <laughs> fuck you. Like, nah. yeah, we'll see. Oh, the day might come. Who knows? Yeah, yeah, who knows? Well, thanks for joining me this afternoon, Darcy. What a what a story you have. Um, there's plenty of nuggets in there uh, for I guess our listeners to to indulge in uh we've been going on for quite a while but uh we usually wrap up with one last hat do you have any funny embarrassing story of yourself whether it was on the drinks it was on the drugs it was on that you comes to mind or is there anything else that you'd like to any last messages you'd like to leave to the listeners oh bro funny i don't know i don't really fucking find funny things bro just because bro drugs got me into a fucked up like funny like Waking up fucking miles away from my house, waking up in different suburbs, not knowing where I am. Yeah. Like, that sort of shit was regular as fuck, yeah. you know what I mean? But just the message, anyone can change. You mm. know, it's just toxic shit. Everything's so accepted these days. Alcohol, food, all these little things that people don't think are bad, they lead to those bad things, mm. okay? What happened? One drink. One drink, bro, does not just leave one drink. One drink, I'm in a seven-day fucking bender. Yeah, yeah. One drink weakens your mindset, mm. okay? I know drinking is acceptable, it's whatever it is, but I, I don't myself think it does. It weakens that mindset. It puts you in that state of depression again. It puts you back steps. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, I just think anyway, anyone can change and I'm going to change the fucking world. That's, yeah. that's, that's my thing, okay? <laughs> but, yeah. You're doing, you're doing a fine job and, yeah, I'm here to, I'm, I'll be here fucking, to support you on, the, on your journey because, yeah, it's, 
it's it's firing up. Clearly. Yeah, <laughs> and fucking grab it with both hands and fucking suck it off. Right? <laughs> That's what you got to do. You approach life like that, you're gonna fucking win. Okay. <laughs> well, cheers for joining us, Darcy. It's been a great chat. Thanks, brothers, man. Boom. Thank you. This has been the Last Drinks podcast. I'm Will Hitchens, and yeah, we'll see you in the next one. Booyah. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, bro. <laughs> Woo! That was big.